gonna have myself. Hello, hello, and welcome to Brian Friends, a podcast about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Bree Simmons. And today, if you can't tell by the amazing vocals going on in the background, we're gonna be talking to you kids about Queen. Uh, more specifically, the film Bohemian Rhapsody came out a little bit over a month ago. And I went to see it with a group of friends, and two of those friends will be joining us today on the podcast. We have Rita Cannon, who's a writer for the film website um, Battleship Pretension, and then we have Josh Heron, who is a professional storyboard artist in the animation field. And they're both just all-around great human beings. We also have Dante here again. You all know him. You'll love him. So yeah, let's jump right on into it. Here we go. Welcome to Brian Friends. Guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, I actually have and friends here for once. Yeah. After a couple months, we have Rita here. Hi. That's Rita. We got Josh. Hello. No one can see me pointing. And, <laughs> and Dante. Hey. You all know Dante. <laughs> Dante's back. Yeah, um, and this is our first time on the show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, I've waited fun. a while. It's been a lot of... I do want to do like an actual Riverdale wrap up. I think Ooh, the end yes. of the other season just got away from me and I'm like, oh, now yeah. it's too far into... Mm-hmm. No problem. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Totally. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Always. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> um, we are here to spread the good news of Queen to you guys, boys and girls. Amen. Um <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody came out about a month ago. Um, we all saw it together, and I will get into our thoughts on the film. I won't say much else about it, um, but it's a biopic on Freddie Mercury mostly, but Queen's story overall, like their evolution. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a very loose yeah. biopic. Yeah. Yeah. They pick and choose their history. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the synopsis is pretty much just that. There, I don't want to get into too much if you haven't seen it yet. There will be spoilers, though. Mm-hmm. But again, it's been a month. So I feel like if you haven't seen it, it's just you, you can't avoid it now. This is your own fault. Yeah. <laughs> you asked for it. Um, let's do some uh, quick Queen stats here. Um, the one I have is about their awards. But Josh, you had the... the um, Oh, yeah. So they have, um, turns out, come out with 15, like, albums just total. And that's not even counting their, like, live or, like, you know, best of Queen and stuff like that. But they started in 1973. Wow. And then released their last album, it looks like, in 1995. Um, and, like, all of these, almost every single one has gone, like, platinum, triple platinum, <laughs> you know? Because like, they're just, like... I'm not seeing one on here that didn't go platinum, at least. <laughs> Uh, I mean, oh, I take it back. I found one. The oh. game released in 1980. Oh, uh, only went to gold. It like. <laughs> only gold. Only oh, gold. four couldn't try in the U.S. Oh, I take it back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, sorry, my stat. I was gonna go ramble about Queen. Um, <laughs> they apparently they've sold 25 million copies of their albums. Period. Worldwide, and that's a a heck of a heap and eight times platinum Man. like you were saying i had their list of awards and nominations 
Well, they probably nominated for a lot of things. I just want the stuff that they won. Oh, they were inducted to the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2004 and 2009. I think for We Will Rock You and Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know why those were separate, though. Um, They got the Brit Award for Outstanding Contribution to Music. Brit Award for British Single, MTV Europe Music Award for Global Icon, Global Motherfucking Icon. Yeah, like, seriously. Again, I'll go into this later when I say <laughs> girl about Queen, but like everyone knows who Queen, like maybe if you don't know the band, like you don't know the people who sing We Will Rock You as Queen, like you know that song, mm-hmm. you know Bohemian Rhapsody. If you don't know it by now, then I'm just questioning everything about <laughs> it, like no matter where you're from. Do you think that there are like that younger generation that are like, I know of like Bohemian Rhapsody as the karaoke song nobody wants to Probably. sing. Probably, but you know, <laughs> do they like know? No one. I am, I don't know a single theater major that wouldn't <laughs> yeah, sing that's, this at yeah. a karaoke. Oh my god! True. I can see it now. Well, and because I met a, uh, a woman recently who was like, I know who the Beatles are, but I couldn't tell you one of their songs. Wow! And I was like excuse me I, I and she's just like it just didn't have just like, have an aneurysm her were like, is she she's younger than us yeah yeah she's huh. like 20 crazy you know wow but, yeah that's her she's parents 21. fault I take it back. <laughs> that is all her parents fault yeah. like i didn't grow up listening to the beatles or queen like non-stop but i certainly knew yeah well, who they were. Yeah. But we also yeah. had, like, I think a thing where they were still doing Casey Kasem's, like, reruns of oh, all yeah. Beatle weekends. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... <laughs> Casey Kasem, stop forgetting. Yeah. No, what a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when I was a kid, a lot of the songs, the most famous Queen songs, I knew from, like, commercials and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, yeah. I knew what they were, but it's... Because a lot of their music is... It's so unique and it's so kind of, like... It has so much like showmanship and unique mm-hmm. quality. Like a lot of the songs, like you, "We Will Rock You," I think as a kid I was like, "Is that like a real song, or is that like some <laughs> kind of joke song, or like a commercial song?" And it, it wasn't very until I was probably in like middle school or a little older that I was like, "Oh, this is like a real band that created all of <laughs> yeah. these songs," yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. you encounter them through other things, or you hear Bohemian Rhapsody in a commercial or in Wayne's World or something, right? right. And it sounds so different from other like 70s rock that it's almost like what is this i thought when i was little because wayne's world was one of the first like full-length movies i saw as a kid like that and nightmare before christmas were in heavy rotation (laughs) for two and three year old brie but i legitimately thought that mike myers and the the gang sang bohemian rhapsody (laughs) (laughs) like i didn't know like i know they said let's put a little bohemian rhapsody i didn't know what that was like i don't even remember i don't remember the moment it clicked to me that that was the name of the song but i'm like ah (laughs) that's a weird thing too because i don't think i realized that that's what the song was called (laughs) till like i'm gonna admit it i think maybe college i'm like i I, still a damn good song yeah yeah but i just thought wayne and the gang sang it because i'm like they have a band of course like why wouldn't they sing this and then i don't i really don't remember the first time i realized it was queen or that queen sang it but Mm. yeah so that was my first experience with Queen, thanks yeah. to Mike Myers. I think I started listening to, because I was downloading a lot of music, not illegally, maybe. <laughs> What's LimeWire? Who knows yeah. what that is. But if there was a thing <laughs> at any point, uh, I downloaded a ton of Queen music, and I got a lot of like the B-side stuff. So like one of my favorite oh. songs was like Dragon Attack, which is oh. like, have you guys ever heard this song? No. It's a Queen song, and it's like, it's weirdly faux rapping, like... If you can cut it into the podcast here. 
But uh, it's this really weird where he, like Freddie Mercury, most of the time, is just going, "It's, it's, it's a dragon <laughs> attack! It's," and then he's like, "The enemy is playing the game. The paladins live, and he's not the same as the others, the brothers." <laughs> and it's like, Whoa! That sounds really great. strange. <laughs> But it's like, it was one of my favorite songs in high school. <laughs> the others. That's great. Yeah. I'm, it's cool that you were introduced to their like deep cuts though, because I'm not going to lie. Like I like Queen. Yeah. I love their musicianship, but I don't know like too many past the singles, you know? Well, they have yeah. so many singles. So like you yeah. can just listen to those and like. Right? That's Queen's your... greatest hits. That's yeah. all I've got. Totally. Yeah, basically. Not going to. And act like I know every Dragon Attack's not an amazing song. So. I feel like, yeah, I don't, again, I have not heard any of their like deep cuts or anything, but there were even songs in the movie that I had never heard before. Yeah, same with And me. like, there's, we could talk about this later, but there's sort of a running gag in the movie about the fact that the album that has Bohemian Rhapsody on it also contains a song called I'm in Love with My Car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which okay. I had never heard before. And then we looked it up and we were like, this is not a great song. Like, for as unique and incredible as their body of work is, I feel like there is, like, a wide gulf between, like, their really spectacular songs and then, like, the other songs. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we're going to put our all into this. This is also pretty good, but... We know this one's going to be a hit. This one, we we need a filler. Yeah, Yeah, totally. We Are the Champions used to make me really emotional because... (laughs) It has that, like, build. Right? If anyone from middle school is listening, I doubt it. But there, okay, I was part of the spirit squad, which was like, you had your cheerleaders, <laughs> and then you had your the spirit squad, oh, oh. who like, we like danced the color and, guard? oh no, don't you even put <laughs> veteran memorial middle school spirit squad against <laughs> color guard, sir. Anyway. We were like, not like, I don't want to say like the B squad cheerleaders, but <laughs> But, but like, <laughs> if the whole cheerleading squad died in a plane crash, you could easily you take guys over. Would step in. Like yeah. we still performed at halftime the during string. the. Yeah, we were during like the basketball games. We were still on the sidelines. We had cheers. We did. Anywho, um, after our seventh grade basketball team won the championship, like in our district or whatever, they had us walk around the whole floor, like the seventh grade floor, holding the trophy. <laughs> we're the champions was playing over the intercom awesome <laughs> and i just remember being so fucking proud <laughs> like yes that's like we are the champions yeah. that's exactly what that song was made for <laughs> right? for middle schoolers to walk around with trophies too. yeah like we did it we did it we beat those other 12 year olds yeah so that is and it still gets me emotional to this day so i mean not about the seventh grade thing no. yeah. just yeah so we're going to do a quick would you rather. Oh, this is a fun, cute one. Would you guys rather have all Queen's CDs or have all Queen's T-shirts? Ooh, wait. In this universe, yes. do we not have ability to access Queen music except oh. for these CDs? Yes. yes. It, it's, okay. a, it's a literal oh, CD. Yes. I'd rather oh. have the T-shirts. I, I take the CDs anytime over the T-shirts. I take the T-shirts. Really yeah. Time. I think I'm going to take the T-shirts, too. Would the T-shirts include, like... I to play the CDs right now. Like, weird oh, knockoff, unlicensed yeah. shirts from, like... Quan? From, like, Asia. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, like, weird... That could be a lot of really cool shirts. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, the possibilities are endless there. Like, you sure you don't want a Queen T-shirt? 
You could have all of them. I don't know. I don't know. I, I... Your entire wardrobe could just be clean. <laughs> <laughs> she, she did say that this is a world where only, the only way we can listen to Queen is through the CDs. That's true. Oh. That you did just say that. They get so. enough radio airplay that I think I could still live with it. As long as I had the shirts. I'd never hear Dragon Attack again, but... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm going to play that for you on the way home. <laughs> Dragon Attack. Yeah, I think I'll stick with the CDs. Okay. Uh, next one. Oh. Would you rather meet with Roger or meet with Brian? I think Brian was the curly hair guitarist. I want to meet with the lead guitarist. And Roger was the blonde guy. I was going to say, I don't even remember. I remember that John is the bassist and the other two yes. guys just like blended into my brain. Um, the blonde drummer is which one? He's Roger. He's Roger. Mm -hmm. um, the guy who played him in the movie was cute. Yeah. So maybe I'd pick him. I was going to say. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Roger was the drummer, yeah. Okay. And Otherwise, I know nothing about these people. I'm going to go for Brian. Yeah, he yeah. Just seems I would, cool. I would want to talk yeah. to... I would want to chill with Brian. With b Rod. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, <laughs> Nobody wants scientist. to hang out with the bassist. <laughs> <laughs> I actually well, liked the bassist. I was going to say, the bassist, well, like, yeah. he fit the, my whole, yeah. like, guys, do, do. I don't give a shit how high you are. Just play this music, please. Yeah. And Let's he had, just... like, the coolest hair, and he never changed it for the whole movie. Mm. He was the only one who kept his hairstyle the You're same. You're right. <laughs> Very true. I thought Brian. I thought the guitar player. He had straight hair at the beginning. Oh. Remember that? That is true. I don't know if he permed it or what. This one's fine though. Would you rather Roger to dress like a woman all week, like in the I Want to Break Free video? <laughs> oh, I that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Brian to have a beard all week? What? <laughs> I think you will want the Roger. Is this like, are we supposed to imagine that we know these people and yes. are dealing with yes. them? I'm going to say Roger dresses a woman. I was going to say week. Roger looks beautiful. He looks good. Yeah, he actually looks yeah, he really pulls cute. That off. Yeah. yeah, pretty well. Like Brian in that beard is really and, creeping me out. And it would I feel like it would take a week for the beard to even fully come in and then it's all over. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, a little patchy. Yeah, I'm gonna it's a lot with, of waiting. Yeah. The drag outfit is a better a He better really deal. did look great there. It is a pretty yeah. look great. We'll do a couple more and then get into because now I want to talk about that video. <laughs> um Oh. Would you rather be friend zone with Freddie, Roger, John, and Brian, or be in a relationship with Freddie, Roger, John, and Brian for a week? Is this like all of them? Yeah, like, is this a polygamous sort of. Uh, I'll be, I'll be friends. I don't think I want to have a relationship with any of them. They're. You know, I'll tell you what. What? I'll tell you what. I'll be friends. I feel like Roger is very caring. Like he just looked very caring. <laughs> is he? Is he a but, tender lover? <laughs> but they're all devoutly with other yeah, people. At least like, as portrayed in the oh, movie. You know what, yeah, yeah. I don't know right. if this is accurate or I not. But in the movie, wrecker. they like make a big thing out of like Freddie's the crazy guy who parties, and the rest of them just want to like go home to their wives. It's true. So like in the movie, they all seem like they would be like nice partners who are fun to hang out with and stuff. Yeah. Freddie being in a relationship with Freddie sounds like a rough deal. Yeah, I, I was wanna, gonna say yeah. that's yeah. a lot to deal with. Freddie's a lot to handle there. He's Mr. Bad Guy. And they're all rich. <laughs> yeah. so I'm that's still good. upset with Paul. Was that Oh, was yeah, that Paul. Oh, yeah, he was the... If that is a Paul. real person. He is that, a real like, person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's sort of that another cool debated historical accuracy thing is, like, do they make him into more of a villain in the movie than he yeah. was in real life? But, but, yeah. He was still kind of an interesting character, though. There's always yeah. one of those. Okay, I'm going to finish this, and then we can do that. Um... <laughs> 
I don't know if this is the last one, but this is about all I can take. <laughs> would you rather <laughs> be in a relationship with one of them, but their fans would hate you? <laughs> Why do I give a care? Like, I don't fucking care about their fans. Let me live. I haven't yeah. heard someone say give a care in so long. That was, that was a fun thing to hear, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> or be in a relation with all of them and their fans would love you. I, I don't pre- understand. This quiz has, has bottomed out. It Let's really just, has. Uh, like, I think the t-shirt and the CD thing was yeah. the best like, one. Oh my God. Would you want to be in a relationship? Now would you want to be best friends with all of them? Or best friends with one of them? Or best friends with, with all of them except wait. No. Oh, with benefits. Best friends with oh. them or be friends with benefits. Like, they're just interested in hooking up with Queen. Yeah, yeah like I to think me. so, yeah. Seriously? Wow. <laughs> Cuddle or go on a date with? What? Is this quiz from, like, oh. someone who's alive today wrote this quiz? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say cuddle, though, because I think oh. the date would be weird. Oh. Oh, no. I don't know. Wow, that one gets pretty graphic. <laughs> no. Oh, please. <laughs> Kiss you... All of them, one of one of them, all at once, kiss you or <laughs> fuck you. No way. Like, what? you to say have sex or make love. They're just getting so, straight to the point. Who is wrote this? this? Roger, Roger Hot, Hot Drummer. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the username of the person who made this. Yeah. Oh my god. Roger it's underscore Hot. He's literally. <laughs> He's trying to gauge. All right, guys. All right, guys. But. <laughs> oh my god. That's it's Roger really just wants funny. to be loved. Yikes. Somebody love. I mean, okay. This is done. I <laughs> I guess I answered the question. I wonder if that was me? somebody love. Yeah. Right? I wonder if that was created by like a middle-aged person, like maybe like a middle-aged man or woman who was 12 and in love with Queen at one point, <laughs> or like just a 12-year-old today who's weirdly really into Queen. <laughs> Because that's such an adolescent right? quiz. Like, I'm like, I really like the t-shirt and CD question. And I thought from there, I'm like, this can only get better. Like, Would these are unique questions. Hands with one right? of them, oh my God. Or hail hands with all of them. <laughs> At just one time, just everyone yeah. That's hilarious. Wow. That was great. Wow. All right. Well. Shout out to we Roger can, Hot Drummer. Right? Yeah. Thanks so much for that. I feel like a better person because of taking that quiz. Yeah. Wow. What was the bass player's name? John. John. Mm-hmm. John's my homie. Okay. Um, well, let's get everyone's thoughts and feels on this fine film. Do you guys want to go first, Rita? Uh, I guess I can start. Um, I mostly liked it. Um, and I am not a person who knows anything about like the real life story of Queen or Freddie yeah. Mercury or anything. So I we looked up later like what was, you know, supposedly inaccurate and inaccurate. But I wasn't thinking about that at all during the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because like it's it's very it ticks every box of like every musical biopic that you've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a scene where he has to. You know, his parents are disappointed in him. And there's like there's like a thousand of those like they he starts to play the piano part from Bohemian Rhapsody. And someone goes, well, what's that you're playing? And he goes, I don't know. Do you think it has potential? And they do that 20 times with like every song that they do. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like winking, like um, 
Bohemian you know, Rhapsody will never be played. In yeah, just like we're, we're alive today, so we know that's wrong, and we're supposed to like get a real kick out of that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I did sort of at the beginning of the movie, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like this thing. Like, it's so corny and like, <laughs> yeah. And but it kind of almost like a Queen song. It sort of like sweeps you up in the corniness. Right? <laughs> and I do think that Rami Malek is fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and totally. I also really liked that it had a lot of humor in it, and I mm-hmm. almost wish they had leaned farther into that and just made it like sort of an overtly silly movie. Although I guess there's too Let's much see. sad stuff in his life to actually really do uh, that. But they have a lot of sort of could, comedic back yeah. and forth between the guys in the band, and like I enjoyed sort of the goofier aspects of the movie because it was so sort of over the top already. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they end with that live aid sequence, which is just incredible. Yeah. So you go out like on a high, even if you thought most of the movie was dumb. <laughs> so it yeah, I, like I, I mostly song. liked it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it works its magic on you, even though it's sort of silly. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. It's us, not real sponsors. I mean, we but don't. it's for live TV. Yeah, yeah. That's you never had saying. a DVR. No, no, we never had one. No. Oh yeah. My yeah. mom DVRs things back home, and then I log into her Comcast account. And <laughs> watch it. Yeah, because it lets you record live TV, and you can just save, you know, all the episodes of Riverdale or all the episodes of. Yeah. yeah it's just like taping yeah. it, except huh. it's all digital, and yeah. then you can pause yeah. it. I never. We never had one. Oh man, yeah. it's yeah. the best. We used yeah. v- VCRs like, dude. We Did used you double muscle. stack them, like <laughs> rent them a VHS, and then dub that VHS we, on a plane. Yeah, we had done that's how I got goofy like, movie. <laughs> we had done something like that. I don't remember what the reasoning was. I don't think we did it with like anything. We would do that with the DVDs. My dad would do that with the DVDs, where oh, we rip cop them. rip them. Mm-hmm. That, oh, we did Dante's that dad did not do anything illegal. <laughs> well, no, no, Pirating we, movies is oh, illegal my. and wrong. One of the things my friends would do too is that they had that chip for the place, the original PlayStation, where you could hack the PlayStation and just copy the game what kind on of a regular sorcery? CD. I've never heard of this. Yeah. What the and hell? so you could play. At, at a certain point, they caught on. So I think like. We have Dino Crisis, but cool. but the problem is, is this one has the like anti-chip software in it. So they at, at the second point they came out with like a second hack to get around that. Mm. But we don't have that one. Ah. But the whole thing is, is that uh, it like turns off the infrared laser. That's that why they have the black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they turn that off, and that's what uh, lets you. Use a regular CD. Oh, interesting. interesting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're back. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really did enjoy the film. Um, it, it really had more of... I feel like it was more of like a feel-good film. Like, where it seemed where like Ray or maybe even like the James, uh, James Brown... Uh, biopics mm. had a little more it was a little more rooted in truth um even if it didn't follow an exact timeline um this one felt like it was more of just kind of a few highlights of their lives to the music that they wrote and i think that was the point but mm-hmm. um i was when i went in initially i was expecting it to be a little more hard 
on the facts. Mm. Um, mm. Not not that they didn't explore a lot of it, but there was certain things that they left out. That, there's some liberties that they take. In the yeah, there's, there's quite a few, and uh, so. But overall, I I did really enjoy, it. and I think one of the more uh, fun aspects uh, was just kind of seeing that you know this kind of was what some of the dynamic was that he was a very dramatic person to say the least <laughs> mm-hmm. um and just the fact that these the other guys in the band like that what that's kind of like their passion fallback where was it uh the lead guitarist is an astrophysicist right oh, yeah. Yeah. phd yeah. like he's been authored on several papers gotta it's have like, a plan b yeah like, i mean it, that that's just so cool and i really appreciate the fact that they kind of put that in there yeah because it, it really makes people kind of real i think i like it because it lets people know hey you don't have to just do one thing or the other like i get a lot of this where everyone's like you gotta find one thing you gotta get really good at that one thing and you have to put everything else to the side right mm-hmm. and this was nice because it's like hey he's this world famous musician and a part and a physicist too a world-renowned physicist I want to come back to that because of how they portrayed that idea in the movie itself, mm. too. But mm-hmm. please. But overall, um, yeah. One of them was going to be a dentist, too. And a dentist. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's cool, too. <laughs> Dentistry's all right. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, and there was, like, an electrical engineer. They all were had, like, very specific <laughs> trades that they, like, knew how to do. And then they were also in a band. Yeah. 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 One of the parents for the uh, lessons, she expressed that she was like you know my son's really into music and that really scares me and i'm like why why, why? <laughs> and then i thought i'm like oh she's talking about money because yeah. more often than not you get how are they gonna make money and then i did bring up this movie i was like you know you should watch bohemian rhapsody because all of them had fallback careers and they're all pretty amazing yeah, yeah what and they it do still be a big part of your life even it's if it's not your job mm-hmm. i mean my aunt and uncle are both like literal scientists like they work in a medical lab but they're also in a bluegrass band that they play yeah, every that weekend is awesome. and it's yeah. like well, you like, can just like yeah martin sheen and uh not martin sheen uh martin short martin short and uh oh uh, steve martin yeah steve martin they, yeah. they do all the musical stuff yeah totally too, they're also like, actors yeah they're yeah. actors <laughs> and they do yeah, music, yeah. so <laughs> and i i think that's kind of the weird benefit of us being artists and stuff and everybody in the room is an artist mm-hmm. like you can't your passion drives you so that if you even kind of do this other thing for a while to make the money and like a thing that you're very like the fact that you can be a, and have the mind for to be an astrophysicist and a you know amazing guitarist is insane let me and tell I'm you like, like using both sides of the it yeah it's so hard crazy um god <laughs> but i feel like that's kind of the cool thing is like you're gonna keep doing it if you're truly passionate mm-hmm. about it because it's just like it's like a drive you want to keep doing it yeah. Um, I cried when my parents threatened to take band away from me when my grades were slipping in seventh oh. grade. Oh yeah! <laughs> like I, pull, I pulled like a full-on tantrum at age twelve. Like you're not taking band away from me. <laughs> it's all I've got. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's all I care about. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> and there were a bunch of times I wanted to stop playing like piano or trumpet at certain points, and I thank to God my parents were just either stubborn or <laughs> like I, I don't know what their mindset was but I'm just glad they kind of like forced in some cases me to follow through with it just because now there's it's like 
oh, I can do this other thing on the side just for pure enjoyment or mm-hmm. be used to yeah. strengthen some other aspect of my life. I was going to oh. say, like, it also helps your, yeah. your noggin. It keeps you sharp. Um, yeah, I thought the movie was, like, the thing that I was, like, kind of both, like, surprised and not surprised by was how, like, I was, like, I saw the trailer and I was, like, yeah, I think this is, like, I'm going to like this and this is going to basically be exactly what I think it is. And it kind of was. And I was, like, both, like, I was, like, well, I didn't know anything about, a lot about Queen, like, so I learned some stuff. And then I realized that most of that is not true. (laughs) Which we'll go into later, it sounds like. I feel um, like all everyone here really enjoyed the music in life, but didn't really follow like yeah, intimately. For sure. So I think that that's and, kind of the other thing. And so. I can never tell like if you're not like a huge Queen fan, how much would you get into this movie? Because like the mm-hmm. parts that are kind of like big and uprising are all based around these moments where you're like you have to, you know, and we were talking about how many people actually understand and or like even know like queen is a larger thing as opposed to just from commercials or from like, you know, just hearing it everywhere. Um, uh, I think that like, it's fine. Yeah. I think it's exactly <laughs> the movie that I thought it was going to be. And I was like, this, oh, this is fine. Is, this is fine. Yeah, this is good. Um, I have a thing that I would like to go into later where I have a big problem with movies and things that make art look easy. Yeah. And like Ooh, yeah. how basically they're just like, Boom, boom, clap. Boom, boom, clap. That's the song. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, we did it. We made the song. Yeah. And like, I, the thing that I was excited by initially with the trailer is like, they have that thing where they're like, and it lasts maybe like two minutes In where the they're film. like, where they're experimenting with oh, like yeah. rattling yeah. around a yeah, yeah, yeah. on like a mop or something. And yeah. I was like, where they're like changing the levels on the mixer. Right, to get right. The stereoopic change. And yeah. I'm not saying that I needed the entire movie to be that, but I feel like. It, and like they show them playing with the octaves of the one guy. I for the sure yeah. thought they would have more of that, like yeah. more so of their experimentation. Same, yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. it had so much personality when they were there, but like it was so f- far and few between. Yeah, that like it made and like the thing that I come to find out is maybe it, it was a band that had a little less drama than would make for an interesting movie, anyways. Yeah. So maybe it was easy for them. But it's still not, even in that way, it's a less interesting movie in that way. So true, true. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. I am a music biopic connoisseur. Mm-hmm. I have seen them all. Yeah. I love them all. Even though all of them, every single music biopic I have seen is so, so freaking cheesy. Like, <laughs> it fits that trope. Like, I, I don't know why I expected more of this one. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Yeah. But then I think it's because, and I'll go into this later, it just reminded me more of Across the Universe where they use the music to sort of tell the story of Queen and Freddie Mercury as like a person, not so much like chronologically in order or go through like, and I think people are kind of cheated if they change some of the facts about how they came to be and who they are because it's like, no, he didn't just walk into a bar and see this band and see yeah, them outside yeah. in the van and be like, I can sing and write too. Yeah. <laughs> extra room in my mouth so I have a better range. <laughs> like, no, it didn't. Didn't happen like that. Yeah. So, but I think they do that with a lot of the movies. Like the Temptations movies sort of happen the same way. Like there were a bunch of kids who all met each other at school. Then they went to Motown. And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, they didn't though. And 
Jackson 5, that doesn't really count. They're related, but you know what I mean? Like things like that, where it's like, it's serendipity. We're all here at the right time and let's make music together. It looks like there's no little to no effort put in. Right, exactly. But they had to sell their van. (laughs) They did not have to sell their van. Really? Really? No, we saw it on one of the videos. They knew a guy who got them free studio time, but it had to be like after hours. And they had to do some like grunt work in between. That's, That's actually more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Totally. Why would they not? Well, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. actually, to kind of go to your point too, like, I, I thought it wasn't enough. Like, I think it would have been a more interesting movie as like a pure like um, across the universe thing, mm-hmm. where it's not about the main character. Like, it's yeah. n- none of the band Just the members. World are, yeah, it's the world. Yeah, it's how the music makes you feel. Because if you're gonna change so many things about the actual like history of it Mm -hmm. then why not just do something that over the top especially with like i went into i didn't again i don't know much about queen so i thought all of that was just absolutely true i did too and then i went back i'm like okay so he did know them because he fucking lived with them (laughs) he was in a band so i don't know if his parents were mad about it maybe like like that kid with the lessons parents yeah, aren't yeah. always super of, supportive of music stuff i wish they had the parents in there or the family in there even if it was just for like one extra minute like mm-hmm. they kind of mm-hmm. felt like they only kind of bookended maybe the two disc dvd will have special features oh, with <laughs> or extended scenes but i i think i was just looking at it that way where it just because i I wasn't super sure when a lot of those songs came out, but listening to it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that song came out like way later than what they're doing. Yeah. And half of it was that like a lot of the songs they said came out in the eighties, like the, we will rock you, I think was like late ish seventies. And they like toured with it. And the live a performance, like after the movie, you all heard me. Like I was so like, I'm like, I'm not going to listen to these songs the same again because and this is bleeding into the next like real versus fake thing. But I thought that he knew about his um, AIDS diagnosis well before that. So like hearing him sing Bohemian Rhapsody and singing about like, send shivers down my spine, yeah. body's aching. I'm like, oh no, it is so. Yeah. <laughs> and like the We Are The Champions. But he really did sing it that way, like where he was like being super. Yeah. So maybe he did know and he just didn't want to. I don't, you know, I thought come the diagnosis was it? that he didn't know. Yeah, we were reading a thing where it basically said, like, he could have already had it. And apparently he did have, like, a throat infection or something. He was ill for Live Aid and mm-hmm. his doctor mm-hmm. told him not to perform, but he did anyway. But he wasn't actually diagnosed with HIV until, like, two years later. And he didn't yeah. tell anyone in the band about it until, like, two years after right. that. And that was the other thing. Yeah. Like, I thought oh. they all, like, band together. And was like, yeah, they made this epic thing, and they didn't even break up before yeah, that. Yeah, they were the on tour. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. on tour. The thing. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, that was it. A lot I mean, of creative liberties taken. Yeah, and it's weird because like the the thing that we were reading too that, that bugged me the most, and I apologize if this is totally segmenting into your other segment, um, that like all the other guys in Queen had solo albums before Freddie. Yeah, he was the last one. Oh, yeah. so and it's they like, weren't mad. <laughs> they were like, we did this already. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do it. it like, the, that, as wow. we're talking about it, I kind of like, I don't like the movie less because it's so perfectly like formulated mm-hmm. to be what it is. Yeah. And it does it very well. 
but I like less that it is so manipulative. Yeah. In that way. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, look, like people go in with a certain expectations of facts that they can then talk about at the water cooler later. Mm-hmm. And like, not everybody's going to fact check those right? things. Yeah. And like, like that's they sound like idiots. <laughs> there needs to be a little sense of liberty to a responsibility on the studio for that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, look, you can make up 10% of this. You can't make up more than that. Right? Yeah. Like, it just seems... While still tacitly billing it as a Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, because totally. we have been talking about... I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Velvet Goldmine. Um, I've actually no, never seen no. it either, but I've read a lot about it. And that's an interesting movie because it's, it's loosely based on the careers and the relationship of David Bowie and Iggy Pop. Oh. But it's not a movie about David Bowie and Iggy Pop. Like, there's two rock star characters who are in that same time period but they give them different names and it's just sort of like this movie is inspired by those two guys, but they make enough stuff up that it would be irresponsible to call it a David Bowie and Iggy Pop movie. And so it's like, we're riffing on this, but really it's like a fictional thing that's set in that same sort of world. And it's like, I feel like Brian Singer could have just made a movie. (laughs) If you want to make a movie about like a gay rock star in the seventies going through some stuff, you can make that movie and be like, oh, it's inspired by Freddie Mercury. Yeah. But there are so many things in the movie that have nothing to do with the real life of Queen right? that it's like, I... why did it have to be a Queen movie? Yeah. <laughs> like... I was going to say, this would have been just good as some generic. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, uh, what's it called? Uh, that thing you do. It could have just been yeah. some made up band. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. We could do a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. that thing you do. I love that movie. I, <laughs> it's so good. Yes. You heard it here first. We're doing a handful of people who genuinely love that. I have the two disc special. I watch the second disc with all the special features and the promos and all the different trailers all the time. I'm fucking obsessed with that movie. And now another word from our non-existent sponsors who has tons of these like ripped DVDs that he either got from Netflix or the library mm-hmm. and so none of them have like any of the copy on the back or anything right. so he started doing a thing <laughs> where he would text people who he knew had seen these movies like he sent me this text out of nowhere and he didn't know what it was mm-hmm. he texted me and he was like you've seen uh, Burt Wonderstone right and I was like yeah I saw it and then he was like what is that movie about <laughs> like do you remember what the story is and so I texted him back like my vague recollection of what the plot was. Mm-hmm. So it turns out he was texting everybody for every one of these movies, and then he would just transcribe what their Stop! text message was. <laughs> so he knew what the film was. Yeah, about? and then oh, he would man, do like awesome. his own like weird illustration on the front cover. So there's oh, like awesome. there's a copy of um, <laughs> like the Fast and the Furious or something where the co- their cover is a drawing that he did of like a car that looks like one of the cars from Cars, but it has, like, muscle arms on it. That's amazing. <laughs> but then one of them has, like, my description of the plot of Burt Wonderstone written on the back. So it's like, I don't know, Steve Buscemi and Steve Carell are, like, friends, and then Jim Carrey shows up, and they don't like him for some reason. I think Olivia Wilde's in it. Like, it was funny, I guess, but some parts were dumb. <laughs> amazing <laughs> but that's like what his dvd of that movie is i bought a copy of that <laughs> and we're back if they stuck i think two things number one if they kept it factual i don't think it wouldn't have been any less of a great movie agreed um but Maybe he wanted to make a movie like it, like 
a movie about a band like Queen, mm-hmm. but how are you going to do that without saying this is Queen? You yeah, know that's what I a mean? harder sell, I guess, to a studio, maybe. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, isn't he also doing the Elton John movie? Or is that someone else? I don't know who's doing the Elton John movie. I think Brian Singer Or is it just is... the same actor who's in that and then that Peter Pan movie that they also had the trailer for? Peter Pan movie? Not Peter Pan, sorry. Robin Hood. <laughs> oh, that is the same actor. Yeah, yeah. Taron Egerton. Yeah. So I hope they don't do that same thing with Elton John because, again, I... <laughs> Jamie Foxx shows up in the Elton John movie with, like, <laughs> weird <laughs> face tattoos and a bow and arrow. <laughs> uh, the director for Rocket Man, which is the Elton John movie we're talking about, is called is named Dexter Fletcher. Oh, Dexter. that is the same director. It's the guy who took over for Brian Singer after he got fired. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. He got fired from um, Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. Brian Singer got fired like two-thirds of the way through Bohemian Rhapsody for a couple of reasons. Mainly being... The big one. (laughs) What I'd like to believe is the big one is that he, for years, there have been allegations about him, like, sexually abusing teenage boys. And, yeah, kind of being a pedophile and having, like, weird parties where there's underage boys available. I was was thinking What the hell? Uh, Not Peter Gunn, that's the TV show. James, <laughs> James Gunn. Oh, oh, yeah. oh that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. thought that's who we were talking about. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Brian Singer for years has had, like, rumors swirling around him about the fact that he... Well, he's always been openly gay, which is obviously a totally separate thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, he would throw these parties where there were, like, underage boys just, like, available for people to have oh, sex boy. with. And he's had... Ancient Greece or Rome. I know, right? Like, so that's sort of been a thing that's, like, been a cloud around him for a long time. And then in the whole Me Too thing and when Kevin Spacey got in trouble, it kind of came back up again. In addition to that, he was just being a real asshole on the set and would like not show up to set and was like, Rami Malek told a story in an interview where he like threw a light at him or something. He was just like Like having a light light. Yeah, like a heavy, like a. I don't know lights anymore. I can't remember. But some big, large type of light. A key light. Yeah, a key light. That's a big thing. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Something like that. Yeah, he was just, like, pitching fits on set and would not show up. And then later, he claimed that he, like, stepped away from the film because someone in his family was sick or something. And it's like... If you're someone in your family was sick, that's not the way you step away. <laughs> like, so basically wow. he got fired like two thirds of the way through shooting, I think. And oh. then they had this guy, Dexter Fletcher, take over, who I didn't realize is also directing this Elton John movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there is a connection there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I wonder how much influence he made or changes he made as opposed to what. That's what I'm would saying. love to know, like what he actually shot and what Brian Singer shot, because I I don't know. Yeah, or don't what know he changed. Yeah, story-wise. that's what I was hoping. Like yeah. when I let me tell you something right now, I was hyped as fuck <laughs> when I heard the first chord from Benny and the Jets. Yes, <laughs> all I heard, I was like, what? And then I looked around, I'm like, where's fuck? It's Josh. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were like. <laughs> You can't see this podcast, but we were looking at each other very shocked and pointing like Muppets at the screen like, oh man, for that alone, I was like, Tracy should have come just for this trailer. Uh, (laughs) Josh, you all, the way you pointed like that, you almost looked like you were having an epileptic (laughs) seizure. kind of and I was like wait what's happening are we getting an Elton John biopic please don't fuck with me right now that is the weird that okay and obviously this Rocketman movie has not come out yet comes out 2019 um 
Elton John is alive too, and he is. So oh, I feel like true. They yeah, can. we can like... fact check some more stuff there. Now, see, that was the other thing. Like when Rami Malek was like promoting this, he kept talking about how his sister, Freddie's sister, and parents were there, or his sister at least, and how how his sister saw him like dressed up as Freddie and like started crying because she thought he looked so much like him. And and he does. I thought they were like super involved with the story so I mean, to hear that it was like fabricated a lot i'm like they were okay with that yeah. like i don't know if his parents are still alive but if still. you told me that they fact-checked the family parts i guess i would believe you but like i don't know how she yeah. would know a lot about the other stuff that's necessarily. true yeah that's true, I guess. um but what i was gonna say was the thing that i thought was gonna or the reason i'm excited about the rocket man movie now is because it looks like a perfect like hybrid of Across the Universe, which is a movie I I personally really like. Like, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of crazy music videos all strung together trying to be a movie, but I think it does it really well. And so it's, I, it's like Interstellar 55-55? I don't... You've named a more obscure thing. What is it? <laughs> yeah. What the hell that is? the Daft Punk, like, music oh. video movie. Like is that, that the one more uh, time? Yeah, I've never seen it all put together, actually. Me either. Oh, really? Yeah, I've only seen the music video parts of that. I don't know what it is. It is just a bunch of. It's one big oh. storyline stretched across all the music. Kinda. I did not like, know there's, that. There's some like actual dialogue in Across the Universe. Oh, okay. Oh, I haven't made Dante watch Across the Universe yet. <gasps> it's. It's. It's, it's good. Like I, it is, I stopped I good. myself from saying good because it's. It's unique. There are parts that really drag. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a long movie. How yeah, I was going to say, like, like, when you get near the end, it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. There are definitely parts where I was like, okay. I'm going to step away and make a like There's the, also amazing imagery in it. Like the yeah. Strawberry Fields Forever. Besides the imagery from that, I'm like, does this need to happen? It's very If I'm going to do yeah, this, yeah, you totally. need to watch two foreign language films with me. We have I want to watch that you don't fall asleep to. Damn. Then we need to watch it at like 11 a.m. <laughs> then I'm going to sleep. I just need like to that get food you. sounds what very comfy. Well, it's just I, I don't. Uh, sus- There's that Suspiria. Belladonna. Belladonna of Sadness. Oh, I do oh, want to watch Suspiria, yeah. which is an Italian horror film. It's the new one. I guess they have an older one as well. Oh, the new one's in English, isn't it? I'm, but it's it's a. I think it was still shot in Italy and by an Italian. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Guy. Um, there's a few others. I want, I, I don't, there was one Moses, uh, one of our other friends told me to watch. It was like, it wasn't rooster head or, or something like that, but it was like this black and white done by like, I don't know if it was like David Lynch or mm. eraser head. Yes. I yeah. think it was that. Oh, that's a weird movie. And we all, I was digging it. Well, it was like Moses, first, so. like, three, yeah. four minutes through. We got to, like, maybe the first five minutes, and Brie was just like, no. Nah, oh, nah, is that that? Yeah. Of it. Is that that weird black and white? Yeah, I didn't yeah, like that at all. The baby, the creepy alien baby, or whatever it is. If you want to watch it, I want to watch it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah let's God. watch it together. I okay. like most of that movie, but, like, by the end, I was like, I'm just repulsed by what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just watched this whole thing about, uh, like, like m- most disturbing like horror films and there's a few on there where I, like there was one where uh, I don't remember the title of it but when they had it in theaters they gave audience members uh, bags to throw up in. oh is it a recent movie yeah was it raw 
I don't know if it was no I don't know the the premise in this one is that it's like uh like some weird this woman gets like bitten by a mosquito with some weird virus and it's what it's like turning her into like this queen insect queen and she's like Ew. starts like throwing up Ew. eggs and, like, okay, I, and I'm not but, familiar with but, like, chicken that's eggs no like they, just like it, scrambled eggs no, <laughs> no it, Sunny looks, side up. it looks like have giant caviar Ew. that sounds like, very like gross. the eggs are like this big Ugh. that's disgusting and, yeah but like they they hand it out throw up eggs because they're like you will throw oh, up okay. seeing this film delicious and yeah, I am not familiar with that one. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. That sounds intense. Oh, it, so, you there, know. There few, like, they had the Wild Bunch on there because, like, when it was first made, it was, oh, like, yeah. way yeah. over the top. And even now, when they, like, they were talking about how, like, they did a director's cut in, like, the 90s. Director's cut of the Wild Bunch? Yeah, it added a few. Are you few... thinking of a different movie? Is that the one where the two women are coming out of the water and they're looking really like... No, 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 this is like a Western. <laughs> oh! <laughs> what are you thinking about? Are you thinking Sorry. about wild things? Yes! <laughs> I saw it in a Hollywood and video. And you know what? It was always at eye level and I was like, what's I, that about? I misquoted. It was like the most... Like disturbing films. Okay. It wasn't ah, horror yeah, films. The Wild Bunch is a very different movie. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it's a western. Uh, but like apparently now, when they did the director's cut, something with like the rating organization, they officially changed the film's rating from an R to NC 17. Oh, oh. Wow. I thought that they might have done a better movie if they had done something like. The Rocket. What I, I hope Rocket Man is because Rocket Man has all this imagery where, like, if you haven't seen the trailer, go watch the trailer. This isn't a spoiler. Uh, where he starts playing Rocket Man, and you see the keys hit, and then the audience starts to float, mm. and mm. he starts to float too. And I was like, that's the that's my favorite stuff. The imagery of like how you feel during a song mm -hmm. that I'm always interested to see other people's interpretations of. Um, that I would have loved from is my favorite part of Across the Universe. Yeah. And what I would have liked to see more in this Queen thing, if you're going to go so off book. Right. You know I mean, like I again, I feel bamboozled because after I actually <laughs> first started reading it when um, Sam posted it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, there was so much wrong. Like, I figured they would have to over exaggerate certain things just to make it more cinematically pleasing like the whole scene in the rain when he fires <laughs> yes uh paul oh, yeah. and i'm like really is that real person like though, right? yeah he is, he is. Okay. and it's somewhere on this list he's real he fired him not because of the live aid thing no he fired him because he leaked some information uh, uh to like oh. the news and paparazzi yeah, and that stuff was something i'd read about too because the way they position it in the movie is like that this Paul guy went on this talk show and like outed him basically. Mm -hmm. And the thing we were reading was like, that wasn't really true. Like he was kind of already out as a gay guy by that yeah. point, but there was like personal correspondence that he right. was like, going to sell to a tabloid yeah. or something. He said, they said he didn't go on like a broadcast news thing. Mm -hmm. It was like more newspaper magazines where he was selling information about him and they're on again and off again affair sort of thing. And that's when he mm -hmm. fired him. But Either way, Paul's an asshole. Yeah. Like, it reminded me of the Beach Boys. No, it wasn't the Beach Boys biopic, but it was more of a Brian Wilson's The oh, yeah. Love and Mercy. Heard about that one, yeah. With his fucking psychologist slash assistant. Sven Gali guy. Yeah. yeah. 
who like so he didn't do the same thing but he was like controlling him and it was the same sort of thing and i'm like i feel like every biopic needs that with the temptations it was that dude who was with david ruffin who kept giving him coke yeah and <laughs> i don't think there was really one in the jackson five one unless it's just joe jackson being an asshole yeah, that seems <laughs> plausible. Well, I was gonna say you guys haven't seen A Star Is Born, have you? No, but it's no. on my list. Yeah, the new. It, I I don't is know. Is it as if, good as everyone says it is? I liked it a lot. I thought it. I, I have I, issues actually, with it. I know the song I, because yeah. a girl doing lessons keeps singing it, and it sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. And I haven't heard Lady Gaga sing it, but I can picture her. It's great. Out of the deep. It's funny because I think I. This movie is entirely fictional. The Star Is Born. Yeah. But I feel like I have some of the same problems with it that I do with Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And it's funny because... Where I was like, this is too broad. Yeah, and there is one character in particular. The one thing about the movie that I didn't care for was that there's a character who is like... I don't even... What is his job? Is he her manager? He's her manager. He's Lady Gaga's character's manager, who is the person who steps in and goes... Bradley Cooper sucks. We don't like him. You need to change your hair color. You need to make your music worse so that people will buy it. Like, he's a super one-note villain who basically steps uh. in and fucks everything up. Um, and I don't... It's been such a long time since I saw any of the older Star is Born movies. I don't remember if that character is, like, a constant thing or if yeah. they brought this character in. But, yeah, there's always, like, a guy in a suit who's here mm -hmm. to, like, ruin everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like... Gotcha. Yeah. I, oh, sorry. You can go. Uh, I was going to say, like, I don't want to interrupt the thread of us talking about the factual, like, things, mm -hmm. but it might bring it up. Mike Myers' character in the movie who is oh, who yeah. was unrecognizable to me, but now that, now when I know all, now you I don't know hear who that he was. Shrek accent? Yeah. <laughs> don't get it. Don't get Queen it. will never be good. <laughs> um, he was amazing in it mm -hmm. i liked i think he fit into that world of broader comedy that i think you were talking to mm -hmm. rita um mm -hmm. and like i yeah i think i feel like that's the movie that they should have made was that existed in that room with that character mm. throughout the whole thing you know what i mean like it should have been like a little bit more comedic and over the top if they because they didn't like my thing is, i keep going back to the fact that they didn't stick to a lot of factual things yeah like, I felt bamboozled. Like, I yeah. was so taken by the end of the film. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. The stuff they had to go through. And I kind of felt like, uh, again, with one of the, one of my favorite scenes was when they were doing Another One Bites the Dust and he came in, like, high as fuck and <laughs> yeah. going off on everyone. And then you just had the bass player, boom, boom, boom. 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 <laughs> and he's like, and I was no like, disco. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, did this happen? Right. Like he's coming in like that's the thing guns making... are blazing yeah. and then he's like what's on the list <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like saying it like spoken yeah word, yeah like, yeah man walks down the street with his brim pole way down yeah, low, low. <laughs> <laughs> like what is going on right and he now? like he considers every word right and then i'm like low. i okay, was yeah, like they fucking sold me i'm yeah. like wow what a band what a man <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> then i read the fucking article with sam post i'm like oh well, yeah, not making it Wait, any less amazing. Like what was that? Still... What was that article saying about that song in particular? Well, I don't know about that song, but I know it came out later. Or, I mean, earlier. Oh, oh, what really? they were saying, like a lot of it wasn't in chronological order. So they order. were just like, oh, well, this kind of sounds disco-y, yeah. so and, and we I, need to respond to the disco thing. Yeah. Oh, that's and I think, man. yeah, I think like as not 
I don't want to say I'm not a true queen fan, but I'm not like fangirling. Like I don't have a picture of Freddie Mercury right there. That's true. <laughs> that is not a picture of Freddie Mercury. If they did a biopic like that, a bi- <laughs> <laughs> if they did a biopic like that about Bruno Mars, I would have been oh. the first one. Like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Place. Yeah. He played Little Elvis. In yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that movie? Like, yeah, we was in a movie. I forget the name of it. He played Tiny. He was like, he was a child. Bruno first. Mars. Yeah. 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 Was, well, I knew that he did that, but did he do it in a movie? Yeah. It was in a movie. He was like oh. six. Or yeah. Was he like six? Twelve? Yeah. Like yeah. Four, he was like six. Twelve. He played, <laughs> six or he twelve. He played a child playing Elvis <laughs> at, yeah. in like Hawaii or something. Like he had a big thing out his there. His whole family had like a group thing where they did mm-hmm. all the songs right, and stuff. Right. Yeah, I yeah. knew about that as part of his like real life backstory. Yeah. I didn't know that was captured on Oh Pokemon. yeah, he's oh, in yes. a movie And he was on the Arsenio oh, Hall show. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I gotta find yeah. this. That's awesome. <laughs> but like I cause I had a couple He had that swagger when he was like four. Right? He's been doing this like Anyway, my favorite, I think we've discussed this because we've discussed Bruno Mars a lot, but like, <laughs> you guys all know what his real name is, right? Oh, yes. Peter Hernandez. Junior. <laughs> Junior, which is so funny because it's like, it's such a dorky, right? regular person name. Like, Peter Hernandez. Everyone's in the movie Memphis? The movie what? Memphis? Oh, yeah. that he's in... He's it a, says Bruno Mars. Oh, in oh maybe it's just oh just the Memphis. city of Memphis. I was like, maybe. is there a movie called that? Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did find the real movie that Baby Bruno Mars is Little Elvis and what? Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh shit! Oh, I've never seen that. From nineteen ninety-two. We should watch that. We should. That's probably that's a Nicolas Cage movie, right? Yes. Nicolas Cage. Oh, and Sarah boy, Jessica Nick Cage yeah. and he's Bruno like, Mars. I think he's like uh, six or seven. Six or seven. You've we been doing this a while. Peter is a pro here. Peter Jr. Um, oh, P. Hernandez. But I I had a couple people, a couple friends who are like really big Queen fans who watch this. And I got a lot of that who thought that it just wasn't good. And there was like a, bot- a lot of uh, bad reviews. Mm. And I think that's why. Like I watched it and I was like, this is fucking great. And before I knew that a lot of it was fake, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, even so. without knowing that, because it is such a, like, sort of paint-by-numbers music biopic, like, mm-hmm. when I started to enjoy it, I was, like, mad about it. I was right? like, ugh, you got me. Yeah. Like, because, that like, the, the musical way. sequences are so good, and, like, the yeah. acting's great, and, like, yeah, it, it, it tricks you into liking it. Especially, and then you're like, I'm enjoying this, but is it good? I don't right? know. <laughs> Especially with the I Want to Break Free when they were doing the I Want to Break Free music video yeah. like I've never seen a music video before so when I saw them dressed as women I was like okay so they're doing drag and then I just like put it with Freddie like yeah. accepting his sexuality mm-hmm. and why he was like pissed off about doing something like this and then when they had the press conference when they're asking him like are the rumors true about blah 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 and I'm like this has to be like I don't doubt I hope that part wasn't fake like I feel like that had to have happened yeah. you know well, and it makes you look at things like that out of context like with everything else being fake i liked seeing that dynamic where he was alienated that at that point from Mm -hmm. the guys and then it was that other guy's idea yeah but then it's like 
well, is that true? Right? As soon as you fucking take the first, like, block from the tower, it all comes tumbling down. You don't believe anything. But they all signed off on it. Like, everyone in the band, they met with Rami and all of them, and that's why I thought, like, it had to be all true. I keep wondering, like, and maybe someone's written, like, a tell-all biography of all of these guys. I don't know. But (laughs) I feel like the biggest giveaway to the fact that this was sanctioned by all the other guys in Queen is all the moments where oh, yeah. where you see they're at Freddie Mercury's house and someone's like, hey, do you guys want some Coke? And they're like, no, thank you. I'm going home to my family. Yeah. And it's like, did they really do You're that every me time? Yeah. Try Coke with Freddie Mercury at least once. So I wonder, at like, least. yeah, were those guys really, like, borderline boring and just never were interested in that stuff? Or are they Whoa. just, like... Gotta go study they're, some astrophysics. Yeah, they're, like, I gotta cleaning get out of the here. record for their own purposes. Here's <laughs> my wife. I love her very much. I will not have any prostitutes thank you yeah. right as soon as they fucking made it like after their yeah. first like keep yeah. yourself alive keep your, i didn't know that song actually before this movie the keep yourself alive thing oh i didn't either actually yeah it's a good song um but after all that like as soon as they he was showing them their house i'm like oh this is gonna be the lonely artist i'm yeah. a star and i'm gonna surround myself with fake friends oh here's the party scene where did he put and, all those cats when he threw those huge parties? Right? Were they just walking about? And just... Well, he put them all in the rooms. <laughs> I guess, yeah. In their own individual the rooms. They did have their own individual rooms. rooms. Yeah. I don't I, doubt that, though. I, uh, it made me realize how much I... I'm a big cat person. I love cats. How much I enjoy seeing cats in movies. <laughs> and if there's, like, a lot of cat stuff in a movie, it gets points with me. Right? I was like, I love the scenes with the cats. We went and saw Can You Ever Forgive Me? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Which yeah. is legitimately a really amazing movie. One but, of my favorite movies. But it also heavily features a cat, and I was mm. like, I'm loving this. See, <laughs> see, that's what I'm wondering if that's what's going to happen with Lion King, because Beyonce's in it. It's just Look. like, uh, oh, Beyonce's okay. in it. It's an amazing film. Brady, can we do a second episode? I'm not just I was going to say, I'm not Beyonce cannot act. I fucking said it. She can't. I said it. She can't. Beyonce can't act. Okay. She can't it's sing gospel. It's, it's crazy. She has a little corner. She needs to stay in it. It's crazy to say. She can't do say. everything. She's the worst part about Goldmember. <laughs> there I said it. I'm a whole lot of women. Okay. Take a seat. All right. I have an unpopular Beyonce opinion, maybe. <laughs> Speaking of musical biopics, have you seen Cadillac oh. Records? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. With Etta James. Yeah. I actually think she's kind of decent in that Is movie. Is she? Because I avoided it because I'm like, I refuse to see I Beyonce playing. I was surprised by how good Queen I thought she was. Queen Etta James. I, I'll uh, give it a go. I thought she was pretty good. I'll give it a go. And she has to do some high drama things, like pretend to be too high on heroin and stuff. <laughs> That's true. And a change white drugs. And like, I legitimately, because I also, like, I had seen Dreamgirls, and I was like, she's not good in Dreamgirls. No, no. But like, I watched no, Cadillac don't, Records, don't and, and I was gonna... like... <laughs> Does she redeem herself a little bit? I thought she was fine in it. Like, there okay. was no point where I was like, I don't believe what I'm watching. That like, reminds me. I thought me. she did pretty well. Do you, because the, I... With someone could have played it better. Yes. But I didn't think she was aggressively bad, which is what I was expecting. I was going to say, who else? What, like, other big... <laughs> what other big actresses could play at a J- That was the other thing I was going to ask, or maybe try to look up, is, like, how much of Rami Malek's voice was mixed with the oh. track? I thought I read that he was just lip-syncing the whole time. Yeah, because he said he had to sing for it, and I'm like... But well, you have you to sing singing? when you lip sync to make it look real. I just want to know what his voice sounds Even like. Even if the sound... I just I'm curious about that, too. Yeah. yeah. I want to know how close he got. And, like... Right? That's, like, it's Because a lot of people could do impressions of Freddie Mercury, you know? 
I would be shocked if you were to get somebody who looked that much like Freddie Mercury to also sound that yeah. much like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I have, like, he... And this is true for a lot of biopics. They pick people who look way better than the oh, actual... Yeah. Like, the Temptations, they... If we're being real, and this is what I always say, boy bands back in the day weren't pretty, yeah. but yeah. they could sing their asses yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And Temptations was a true testament to that. Because <laughs> those fucking actors playing them do not look anything like the actual Temptations That's except David Ruffin and it's mostly because of the glasses. <laughs> Funny because I've never seen the Temptations movie but we went to see the Temptations stage musical. Mm-hmm. Too proud. Which was really great. Mm-hmm. I did um, want to see that. Yeah I enjoyed it a lot but on stage you can't tell what we were far we were in the mezzanine we didn't know what anyone looked like anyway <laughs> so but they all sounded great. <laughs> yeah. We're mezzanine people. I mean I haven't been I told Dante I have not been to like a single Broadway or Broadway-esque play and I really You've been to my Wicked. sister no I haven't what no sir we should go yeah I, my sister got tickets for fucking Hamilton yeah. okay what? in Chicago but I can't go back when she's going to see it in December like I'm going back like a week later and Aww. I'm like fucking I just want to I just Come wanna, see something with us. Yeah, I would love to. Just yeah. let me know when. Cool. Yeah, I think the next musical they're doing at the Amundsen is Come From Away. I don't know if you're interested in that one at all. I won't I go see any musical. Actually, you might be interested. I don't know. Like, it's just like historical top like things. It's about oh. a bunch, group of people who had to do the emergency landing during 9/11 in a yeah, little. Yeah, it was all the airline. It was people they, who were literally in the grounded. air on 9/11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got ah. sent to this little town in Canada. And they made it a musical. Yeah, and it's about like the town taking these people in and like because it was this dinky town that where like the population basically tripled when all these people showed up. Wow. They had to like take them into their home. If anyone listening wants to see it. Call Center Theater Group and buy tickets. Ask wow. for Rita Cannon. Ask for, call Priority Services and ask for Rita so you can get season tickets. Ooh. But anyway, it looks interesting, and that's the next show that they're doing. Yeah, so if I you guys like, want to see it, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to see, like, any show. Like, yeah. they were showing Aladdin. more culture. <laughs> I do. Like, I haven't Ooh. been to, like, a musical or speaking a play of, or anything. And really quickly, speaking of the only play I've been to, <laughs> The only play I've been to, I think I was, like, Five in day camp, and we went to see Alice in Wonderland at some random community <laughs> theater. Cool. Yeah, this so there was this knockoff Aladdin uh, costume. What? No, just because you said Uh-oh. Aladdin. No. Um, there was this. Aladdin. Uh, no, no, no. There was, there was this knockoff Aladdin costume that I saw on Tumblr, but it was like a lad. Uh, yeah. No. It was like a lad in a in Arabia. Then, or no, 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 it was just a, a lad, lad in, in Arabia. And then a costume. Oh. Yeah. A lad in a costume. That's and it was just like and it's clearly Aladdin, that's but so it was just like funny. oh, that's so good. I love that. Um, I want to say the truest thing out of all of this was the live aid scene. Yes. That was and oh man. Every time I look at that I'm like I can't Imagine that is going out to a crowd like that, and I'm like, okay. I was, uh, I was reading something where apparently everything that happens in that scene, like even when you just see them like warming up at the piano with their different mm-hmm. instruments, like note for note, like those are the sounds that they made. Yeah, when they I watched up the side by side video. Yeah, that's I'm like, really this is cool. the only fucking I guess they couldn't really deviate from that, though. Yeah, yeah, you know. 
Like huh. even the number of like cups with beer and then Pepsi <laughs> on the piano. Yeah, there I wondered, was so much prominent Pepsi placement yeah. in that scene. I, I wondered was wondering, if that was and I'm real. like, is this product placement or did this actually can happen? You, and then I see the actual one, and I'm like, oh. Can okay. you imagine Pepsi's delight being like, we invested in this thing thirty years ago, <laughs> and it's paying off yeah. <laughs> again. But it was so inspiring. It see, was like, at the time you thought they broke up. Yeah. Freddie was like trying to get his shit together. But they never broke up. That's what I'm fucking saying. Like, you well, think they broke up? Freddie was like, I've got AIDS. I've got to fucking get my life right. Let's come together. Why didn't Paul fucking tell me about Live Aid? He's fired. I'm in the rain. I'm yeah. brooding. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get together. I can't sing, but I'm going to knock it out for this fucking Live Aid concert. And, they and also, it turns out they just came from tour and they were just away yeah. for like three months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then they conveniently gloss over the whole time they went to South Africa and performed down there during apartheid. They were like oh. this. They were like the only like big band Weird. to go down to this concert down That's, there. Like it's insane. They left out a little bit of the a few the more of the maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't read about it. I was talking with one of my, uh, Kelly. I was talking with one oh, of our yeah, friends, yeah. and you know he. He lived through all of that. Sure, yeah. So he was like, yeah, they conveniently left some of the darker or bad bad decisions. The, the other sort of silly Live Aid adjacent thing that they do in the movie, which I've, I've read about, is like they kind of, and even watching the movie, I was like, this can't be accurate. They kind of make it look in the movie like Live Aid wasn't working out until their performance. Yeah, yeah I wondered that. Like, it's like they start doing their performance and suddenly the phones are ringing <laughs> off the hook. And oh, thank God. And it was like, it was like, first of all, there's so many other amazing you know, performers in Wasn't this thing. Bruce Springsteen Bruce Springsteen is a Madonna, I Madonna, think. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm sure that I it was fine. But they, also, yeah. even even if that was the case, if everyone was like, I don't care about Live Aid, and then Queen comes on the TV and you're like, whoa, oh my God. I feel even like then, David you wouldn't Bowie call while they were still yeah, performing. Yeah. You'd sit and watch the performance and right? then call. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But they basically make it look like Queen saved Live Aid. And right? it's like, that's yeah. not true at all. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just felt cheated after I found out, like, mostly the AIDS thing, because I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking this man had a revelation. I and know. He's like singing. We are the champions. Like, yes, I'm a fucking champion. I'm dying. Whatever. And now it's like he didn't even fucking know. Yeah, he didn't know. But I do hope the part when they were like in their little trailer and he's like, what was Mary's husband's name? Oh, Jim. No, yeah. Jim was his boyfriend. Um, Joel? Oh, my God. Something like that. Like, oh, I think so-and-so's gay. Yeah, <laughs> one thing I did think was really interesting, and I have no context about whether this is based in truth at all, but I really was fascinated by the relationship that he had with his wife in the movie. Yeah, that is true, though. Yeah. Oh, is that? They, yeah. yeah, that's, like, one of the one things they said was true. Like, he did have, like, a lifelong friendship with her. Yeah, because then, like, mm. we see them get divorced, and he's like, I think I'm bisexual. And she's like, are you joking? You're nah, super boo. gay. <laughs> and so then they get divorced. But then, like, she moves into a house next door to his house. Yeah, and she they have bought, he bought her that yeah, house. Yeah, they have, like, this weird uh, codependent. Well, it's not even codependent, because she's not as bad about say, it as he is. Him. Yeah, he's, like, can't let go of their relationship that they had and i was mm -hmm. like that is so interesting that was one of the true things like they they mm. talked about that like how he did have like a lifelong relationship with her but she he didn't meet her like after 
the supposed like serendipitous mm. yeah, joining yeah. of the band. Yeah, she was movie, actually he, they ma- meet like the same night that he joins yeah. the band. He's like, <laughs> I like your coat. Like, yeah. it's because of the way he kept like <laughs> yeah. with his mouth. That's like, the other what thing is, is like until for the first two thirds of the movie, his fake teeth are so ostentatious, right? <laughs> and then like once he has the mustache, it kind of all blends together. Right, I, I bought it as a face. Yeah, <laughs> but for the first two thirds of the movie, when he just has these like huge fake teeth in, it's so distracting and fake. She's looking. like putting eyeliner. He's just constantly. Like, <laughs> 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 remind me of that bit on Family Guy when the British guys move in and then their neighbor remember that British guy with the big front teeth like the big overbite he has <laughs> it just reminded me of that when he kept like sucking on his teeth <laughs> that's what it reminded me of should we make those like, noises into the mic the yeah, English you know with their teeth right I'm like, I can't <laughs> fucking take it but yeah he that stuff with Mary though was true like Nigel I don't know Pinchley or something like that I think the dramatics with the live aid thing and the rain and all that probably wasn't but, the other thing we were reading about was because I kept wondering. So in the movie, he meets this guy who's working as a waiter at one of these like crazy decadent parties that he throws mm. and they start talking and they have like an incredibly poignant conversation where I think he literally says to him, like, call me back when you can accept yourself for who you yeah. are or whatever. Like he hits on this waiter and the waiter's like, leave me alone, yada, yada. Then he'd like. Sorry, I've had a little bit of wine. So then, like, (laughs) he hits on this waiter. The waiter's like, my name's Jim Hutton. You seem like a mess. I don't want to date you, but bye. And so he leaves. And then there's, like, a whole thing where he's, like, searching through the phone books for Mm -hmm. Jim Hutton because he wants to find this Mm. guy. And then he finds him. And then at the end of the movie, in the little, like, Chiron thing at the end, they're like, it was they were together for years until his death or whatever and i was like oh so this was a real guy who had like a substantial relationship with yeah i wonder if that's really how they met was he really a waiter at a party that he threw that's not true (laughs) they they met at like a gay club somewhere (laughs) and then like apparently the other thing i thought was george michael was playing (laughs) just as a quick side note about that jim guy Uh he reminded me a lot of the just the normal human character on deadpool 2 like, oh, oh what's his name? What do they call him? Was it something Steve? bear? Was it Kevin or I don't, I don't I have no idea. It was something with the bear. Oh, she didn't see. I haven't she seen this movie. Oh, anyway, oh, yeah. he's the guy who survives. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So it was like they met at like a just like a gay nightclub somewhere, and apparently when they met, Jim Hutton didn't even like recognize him or really know who he was, <laughs> which is like a whole other thing that I thought was interesting. Huh. But yeah, so the, he was like his real <laughs> boyfriend, but they didn't meet in this sort of like poetic way yeah. and have like a beautiful night of right? conversation together I'm yeah like, wow he didn't have to like search through the phone book or show what? up or because in the movie he shows up at his door on the day of live aid, right right and he's like and he's oh like, this is my friend i found you jim come with me to live aid so, okay let me i'm starting to put this all together now but all the historical inaccuracies are they more based around like well, no, that's not true. Never mind. Because I was going to say, are they based around, like, Freddy's kind of relationship life and everything that the other band members couldn't, couldn't like, confirm necessarily? But Maybe. things like the date of Live Aid and them being a part of it already were are obviously... But what I don't get Huge is why they agreed to let them be like, yeah, he told us that he had AIDS while we I were know. rehearsing. Yeah. yeah. Weird. When they found out, like, closer to when he died. Maybe, you know? anyway. maybe he did tell them like that but just when he announced it to him but you know what i mean like they just changed they you know it it occurred like that but then they were just like 
hey, I'm gonna we're gonna put it back in the eighties during yeah. Live Aid. Mm. I guess like my thing is like I don't know how to counter like check those things. Yeah. Like I don't know. That's that's where it gets frustrating because I'm like, you go into this expecting some sort of like truth to it all. And especially in this fucking day and age when you, you can't trust shit. Yep. I yeah. was fucking pumped from the first trailer. I was too. To be fair, this was not billed as a documentary. That's true, yeah. So it's funny because I feel like there's been a drift lately towards biopics that are sort of more tightly focused. And it's like Lincoln is just about the mm. months that they passed whatever amendment they had to pass to abolish yeah. slavery. Yeah. Which I love yes. that film. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of, or like Darkest Hour is just about like a three month True. period in World War II. It's True. not about True. the whole life well, of Winston Churchill. I feel like unless a biopic like is Dunkirk gonna... even. Yeah, unless yeah. a movie is gonna focus very tightly on one specific thing, mm-hmm. if you're gonna do the, like, the whole arc of a person's life, either you need to make at least some gesture toward accuracy... <laughs> Or you need to do, like, a Rocket Man thing. Or, like, actually, it's funny, because Todd Haynes, the guy who directed Velvet Goldmine, mm-hmm. also made the movie um, I'm Not There, which is the, the Bob Dylan biopic. Oh. But okay. even calling it a biopic is, like, not really accurate, because it's, like, about the life of Bob Dylan, but it's, like, very impressionistic and weird, and there's, like, six different actors who play Bob Dylan, one of whom is Kate Blanchett. <laughs> You know, and one of whom oh, is yeah, like a twelve-year-old yeah. black boy. <laughs> like, I was gonna say you yeah. can say the same for Across the Universe because yeah. I've seen that movie so many times. And when it first came out, I was in high school, and I just really wasn't that interested in it. And then one of my friends, one of my uh, best friends at the time, shout out to Amanda, <laughs> um, she showed me it at her house, and I was like, "What is this beautiful thing?" And you could say that each of those characters were the Beatles at some point. It just told oh. a story of mm-hmm. like the late, well, mid sixties into the late sixties when they were like big, you know, and it just told the story of the sixties through their songs. Yeah, yeah. And all of the characters are like named after either I don't think any of them were named after the Beatles, but like after like after songs the songs. You know? Yeah, characters from the song. No Ringo. Ringo. <laughs> You said Ringo. Yeah, and because they make it sort of more broadly about, like, the arc of the 60s mm-hmm. and going from, like, you know, Vietnam, and then it's like, we have all these ideals, and then the ideals get, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, uh, degraded like, by all this. We get disenchanted as the 60s mm-hmm. turn into the 70s, and it's like, they keep it broad <clears throat> enough that, like, there's an arc that is kind of true to the yeah. life of the Beatles, even though it's not really about right. them. Right, yeah. right. Like, I... But again, I don't know how they could do that without having someone being Freddie Mercury. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was going to say maybe they could have told the stories going in from the late-ish 70s into the 80s with the whole AIDS epidemic, you know, like with the music of Queen, because it kind of does arc that. Like, I don't, I wouldn't say that their music defined that uh, decade, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But definitely in there but i think they could have done that but i also don't think they could have used those songs without explicitly using that's true yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah Mercury. but now i just again i i still love the movie i'm probably gonna watch it again but it, yeah. it's just now i'm not gonna look at it as like an mm-hmm. actual freddie mercury biopic because it's not so you mentioned earlier it wasn't explicitly um 
built marketed. as a documentary. Yeah, yeah, like is and it's not a documentary, but I I guess I and maybe we hash this out through the entire episode. I keep wondering what responsibility it is of like the filmmakers and the implication of things like this to be like, well, some of this is fact or most of this is factual because it's based on a factual person, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And like, I feel cheated. <laughs> I feel like there's something about if it were more of sort of an arty movie, like I feel like there are a lot of examples of biopics of artists that like, uh, I'm not there or, yeah. or um, like there's that movie. I think it's just called fur. It's about the, photographer um diane arbus oh but the whole plot of the movie is basically made up yeah but it's like a weird arty indie movie yeah i feel like there's something about like if you make a weird arty indie movie about an artist i kind of go in assuming that you've taken some license yeah but if you make a very straight ahead movie like this where it's like here's the hits this happened then this happened right yeah it's like i expect that it's gonna be kind of accurate yeah because you haven't invited me to enter the realm of like imagination and conceptualism yeah exactly and like metaphor and stuff and like this is a band that i think and the thing that i wanted to bring up earlier too was that like this is a band that i think like needs to be um like an icon today more than ever because you have so many different walks of life coming from this. And the thing that I'm curious about and like, if they were cool with it, like that's awesome. But like, I, I like, because I know so many things are inaccurate and because we've talked about how, uh, we, how the, you know, guys of queen, like, you know, check this, the, all the boxes they on this. Movie. Off on it. Yeah. I wonder how, cool they were with him being gay in a rock and roll band yeah and like my thing is is like look i don't need you guys to like if it was sometimes it's just that simple and which is great and they were all like you know in the like six seventies like doing their thing in college and everything you make up a group of like astrophysicists like designers like all these different walks of life coming together and making this one like super like amazing thing that has stood the test of time but like you're talking about a bunch of different groups that like should have and would have made for a better, more interesting story if you really embraced their, if there was any, animosity and mm-hmm. stuff. Because like, I'm like, look, there other three straight guys in rock who wanted to be in rock and roll bands in the 60s and 70s who were, their front man turned out to be gay and you're telling me that they weren't having sex with everyone who came to their door with their front man being gay? Yeah. Like, I think I find that the least believable out of everything. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, one thing, yeah, and again, I, I don't know. If uh, I don't know, that's But one thing that I found enjoyable as a dynamic in the movie was that Freddie Mercury was obviously such a, like, flamboyant, crazy character, and the other three guys are just kind of, like, boring and basic. Yeah. But neither of them, like, Freddie isn't trying to get the other guys to be more cool, and they're not trying to tone down him. Like, they're all very mm-hmm. cool with each other. Yeah, especially totally. at the Live Aid performance. It's so funny because he's, like, wearing the armband. Right. And all dressed in white. And he's got the mustache. And the other three guys are literally wearing, like, Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, yeah. And, and khakis. Yeah. And it's, like... And Brian of, with the same hair. Yeah. And I love yeah, that, like, I they all that. had such different vibes. But they were, like, we can it's coexist. And yeah. we don't have to try to, like, make a thing out of it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I don't I do. know if that's true to life or not. But in the movie, I thought it was really fun. Well, yeah. 
yeah. from the library performances, it must be true, right? Yeah, literally that's yeah. true. But I don't know if there was like tension about it. Yeah, yeah, right. right. I did. I do, really oh. quickly, just one quick side note. I think they did their best casting job with the guitar player. <laughs> oh, he yeah. Looks just like him. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. just like him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, continue. Um, oh, fun fact. I found out the guy who played the drummer is like a year younger than me. And I was like, holy shit, he did have a baby face. Oh, no way. I'm like, anywho, what, um, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it how they, if this was true, like if this was the actual dynamic of the band, they all contributed, you know? And like no one tried to upstage mm -hmm, right. another. Like they all worked together. They all wrote their own songs, except for that. I love my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like well, they all have hits like on the Billboard chart. Mm -hmm. Like each of them wrote a I, hit song. I like yeah. the fact that they acknowledged, or, and I don't, again, I don't know if this is true, but it seems like it would be. Um, the fact that even though one or one person might be on there for like the writing uh for the writing credit or the producing credit uh they acknowledge that everyone made a contribution mm -hmm. yeah totally. like they couldn't have done it without the team no they did have it on there like at the end of the credits when they have the music they have like i love my car written by brian what's his name and this and this song written by roger blah 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 like they all get their own individual credits mm -hmm. yeah. on it. Right, no, no, but I'm saying, you know, there might be one or they might, there might be that where it's written by this person, but they acknowledge, acknowledge the fact that everyone, oh, like, I see. Okay. unique. Yeah. It was a think tank. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. it would have been easy to portray it as like, these three guys had an okay band and then Freddie came in and he right? turned it up a notch, but they really, yeah, they underline that like, <laughs> Those songs wouldn't have been those songs without everyone's input. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with yeah. I do wonder solo. Right, no, totally, yeah. yeah. I do wonder if that whole awkward phase was true, though, like when he first joined their band and he couldn't get, like, the mic out and... We... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah we read a thing about that where he was actually... So those guys actually knew each other in college and was, he was actually in design... Um, uh, as a, a major with one of the other guys. I can't remember which one I think one it was, was Brian he lived with. Was it Brian? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he lived with. And they were in two separate bands at the same time, and mm -hmm. they were mutually friends because of all that. And I think it was some, like, last performance of Freddie Mercury's solo band mm. that he was a part of that was either, was it, um, it was, like, something like, Oh my god! It was like in, it was an Impala. It was something. Else. Oh, he had, he was in a band called Ibex. Ibex, that's what it oh, was. And yeah. then Smile was the band that all the other guys from Queen were in. Right. But then there was also a thing where he performed, or two of the guys who would later go on to be in Queen performed with Ibex. Right. And that was the first time they all performed together, even though they weren't Queen yet. Right. And like it was a whole thing where Freddie went to raise the mic, in a dramatic way, not in like you know, trying to get it closer to him, like they portray in the movie. Mm -hmm. He just went to raise the mic in a big, like, sweeping gesture, and it came loose, and he, like, stumbled with it, and then just, like, used it as a prop the rest of the time. <laughs> and, like, actually, we were talking about that on the way over. Um, Rita and I are married, so we travel together and <laughs> talk about things. I guess we didn't say that at the top of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Josh and Rita are married. That's it's who we true. are They're to each thing. other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so and you occasionally refer to yourselves in the third person? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I, well, so she does do that. <laughs> when Josh was talking to Rita, uh, <laughs> he was uh, uh, he was saying that um, <laughs> it was interesting how 
how dorky all these songs still are. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And what a big, like, like things like Dragon Attack. And we watch a music video of Freddie Mercury's solo career. Oh, yeah. And, like, they are just the biggest dorks. <laughs> well, the fact that his, his solo album is titled Mr. Bad Guy. <laughs> yeah. Is like, and he's got sunglasses on Mr. that Bad Guy. Like, album and everything. And like, a nice profile. He's, yeah, he's obviously like an incredible singer and an incredibly charismatic performer. Obviously. So he can carry it off. Sure. Yeah. But his concepts of like, here's what I want to present myself as are like really dorky. Here's what is love. And it's like, I love you forever and I will take care of you. You know, kind of thing. Come it's like, sit it by my piano with my candelabra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, who and was the guy, who, do, who was the guy that did do that? That, uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Oh, Liberace. Yeah, yeah, Liberace. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I never see that movie. I've never seen oh, that one. Beneath oh, right. Ken Lover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's another one we should watch oh, together and talk yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I I love how like passionately dorky like Queen is, and I was like asking Rita if like is like is this embrace of like um, like. Dragon Attack is, like, a perfect thing where you talk about, like, all these, like, different elements of, like, space and, like, sci-fi elements that obviously Queen has, like, embraced and, Mm -hmm. like, things like Led Zeppelin. Like, are those things... Is Led Zeppelin cool because Led Zeppelin is Led Zeppelin? Or were they, like, taking on topics that they thought were cool and then they made a cultural, like, upheaval, especially at a weird time where things like D&D were being demonized and, like... Being associated with rock and roll, we which could tie was this the into devil. Riverdale if we want. Yeah, oh, let's or Sabrina. It's gargoyles right now. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry, I said anything. I think I, it's a little I bit of both. It like that. it really put in perspective when I when I thought the Mike Myers record producer guy was real. I'm like, you know, who would back in the '70s want to hear a fucking six minute song? on the radio that's like so sporadic like right. at the beginning you're like playing some like piano ballad then you break into like opera yeah and then the rest is like what what is this like we hear it now mm-hmm. because it's... we've heard so much like but, in the yeah. past like but 20 30 years time, and we're yeah. like okay so this is fine this is normal this is well it's not normal but, <laughs> but it's fucking time, great people were accustomed to hearing longer songs like now most that's people true like james like, brown oh, fucking songs are like minutes. 10 minutes long no way yeah. really but i mean for radio play though like did you know they have like album cuts of like some funk songs sure, and then they no, have no, like no. single cuts I, oh. I totally get that yeah but. like um Oh my God! What's his name? George Clinton's dog song. Yeah, Atomic Dog. Like Eleven Atomic yeah. Dog. Yeah, yeah. It's a twelve-minute song. It's very long. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very That's long. interesting. But but I mean, even outside of that, songs were longer. Just yeah, because but not six of, minutes on the radio though. On the ra- no no no. But I'm just saying in general the the general consciousness of people at that time were right. that they were accustomed to longer songs well, hence why they like they wouldn't get like a james brown thing there was a structure well, to it longer it songs yes slower. but i just mean the overall theme of bohemian rhapsody it's no, like what is this like we listen to it now yeah. and we're like this is fucking epic like yeah. everyone knows it because sure. it's had time to evolve and obviously it did well back then but i can understand him saying like this is not this is, but i mean apparently that didn't even happen right so it's like who knows yeah, now they, they well, don't really go into it in the movie but like do any of you guys happen to know does that song like mean anything i don't know <laughs> or is it just know. like really listen to the that's lyrics. what i was saying yeah. like after the live a thing i thought oh i get it like 
I could see how it means something after yeah. something like that, you know? But but there's so many like there are a lot of like opera references in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And is that does it mean anything or is it more of just a like we thought all this stuff sounded cool, right. so we put it in a song. Right. I mean, there's that uh what's his name? I don't remember the Italian musician, but it, that Peas and Cole and Enspi and Cuso oh, song. Yeah. It's it's Bunch of gibberish. It, it's <laughs> supposedly it's all English, but it's said and put gonna together bring it up for when we're done. A, odd manner that it is literally gibberish huh. as a song and it is music but it sounds beautiful and, yeah well i mean we were just oh yeah I mean, this yeah. is an extreme case it isn't nearly as musical as like bohemian rhapsody but it really pushes the idea that if it sounds good and you get the right cadence and mm-hmm. movement it still sounds like a song Please. Oh, you want me to talk about yes. it? Yes. Okay. So we were just listening. Uh, I don't. Have we talked to you guys about this podcast before? Because you're like Brie, especially as a music person. There's a fantastic podcast called Hit Parade uh, that no. Slate does, and it's this guy Chris Melanfi who has written about music for Slate for years. But he uh, has a podcast where he just does these deep dives into like the history of pop music and the top forty charts. It's so. Mm. I think you would love it. Yeah. Um, but the latest episode is about um, Max Martin. Max Martin and oh. his yeah and his influence on pop music and sort of like why Sweden as a country has had such an outsized influence on oh, American yes. pop music. And they tr- and they start with like ABBA and they go all the way up to like Max Martin's collaborations with like InSync and Britney Spears and mm-hmm. stuff. It's super super interesting. But one of the things they talked about was. Um, especially when it comes to these Swedish producers who don't always speak English as a first language. They usually don't. Um, there's, I think they talked specifically about the song, I Want It That Way. Yeah. Which, the <laughs> lyrics to that song don't make any sense. They don't. And But they talk about the fact that, I guess at one point, I think Lou Pearlman or some other person associated with the Backstreet Boys was like, these lyrics don't make any sense. Can we do like a rewrite of this song that has a more cohesive, obvious meaning? Mm-hmm. Um, and they apparently there's like a version, a demo out there of I Want It That Way that has more sensical lyrics. But they were like, it doesn't sound as good. <laughs> like, because that's not their really? first language, like Max Tell Martin and like the guys who worked with ABBA and stuff. They're much more concerned about how it fits into the melody and the rhythm Mm -hmm. rather than like, does this scan as prose? Right. Yeah. And so it's like. And I tend to be more in that. Oh, yeah. And like Josh talks a lot about how much he loves Shakira because Shakira (laughs) speaks English, but it's not her first language. A lot of her English language songs have lyrics that are weird. But they make like a poetic kind of sense yeah. and they just like hit you even and though they're phrased really strangely. Yeah. My favorite line is like feeling abused like a coffee machine in an office. Yeah. And it's like. That's I, weird. It, but it is makes weird, but I know sense. what it means. But you can tell in the song how it structurally is perfect for that line. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like another one was like my favorite line in any Ace of Bass song ever and maybe in all of music is. <laughs> Uh, life is uh, demanding without understanding. Life's demanding without understanding. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it is, but also that doesn't make anything. Like, yeah. I used to, like, I was in college and being like, that is so fucking deep. 
my god. Oh, I'm gonna pull up right now. That is today's, and that's why I'm thinking of it. Oh my god. That was my thing today. Like so yeah, I was just hungry. talking about that song when I thought I was going to karaoke. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking do that for yes. karaoke. <laughs> we should do it. We should have done it. I think you would love that podcast. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys listen to Pump Up the Jam? Were you the guys? Pump up the one um or punch up the jam. Punch up the jam. I don't know. I don't it, think so. You guys should listen to it. It's they take songs and like dissect them like line by line and make them better at the end. <laughs> they punch up the jam. That, that sounds awesome. And the latest one is wannabe and they're talking oh about gosh. like how this doesn't make sense. And they like they must have money because they get like the isolated tracks to play throughout the podcast. Who are the people are there like musicians who host it? Um, it's Miel something and Demi something, but they're both comedians. Oh, is it Demi Aguyabwe? Yeah, he's something? African. Well, British and African. That's the guy who writes for the Good Place and does that. Oh, movie. the September. The September videos. <gasps> have you oh, seen you September write- videos? No. Oh, we gotta watch these after. We'll link <laughs> oh, them in the show notes. Okay, I, I like that guy, but I didn't know he had a podcast that. Did yeah, that. punch That's up the so jam. Cool. Listen to okay. it. It's so good. They were doing wannabe. Like they have guest hosts come on and like do songs that they think are like That's a great they're concept. good, but they're probably not the best. And oh. they had me dissecting wannabe, and I'm like, I guess it doesn't make sense. And apparently they had like three different demos, and the song is just them putting a bunch of phrases together <laughs> that they thought were like empowering. It's not even an actual like they they didn't like actually write it in order. That's so great. That awesome. just, yeah, I'd love to hear that. And. Yeah, it's like their latest episode. It's so good. I'm like, this show is really making me think has, about like, all the songs I like. Yeah. Really? I think he has more than one. Maybe oh. I'm thinking of a different guy. But anyway. You might be right, but this is the only one I know of them. But it, it's really good. But cool. they do like the same sort of thing where they like dissect songs like that. We're like, this is good, but what the fuck does this even mean? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. What was the one we were listening to? I... I I listened to it mostly when I went to go pick up Dante from Studio Arts, and I don't remember the yeah. one we listened to most recently. I'm, I'm but. not sure on that one. Oh, it was Paramore's um, Misery Business. That's oh, Business song. of Misery. Oh, yeah. They had... Is it um, Misery Business? Is it called Misery Business? I'm pretty sure it's called Something that. about Business okay. and Misery. Anyway. But they, like, isolated Haley Williams' vo- vocals, and I already knew she had, like, a bomb voice, but, like, them isolating it, I'm like, Haley. <laughs> She's a great my voice. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, there there was a band, like, some youngins. They were so cute. Like, high school age, maybe high school seniors going into college who rented out a rehearsal space at work, and they were just covering a bunch of Paramore. Um, and they covered that, and I was hearing the little singer struggle oh. to get to those notes. And I wanted to jump in and be like, God, yeah. I can't I, help you. I don't I like Paramore, but I like that song. Yeah, that I, song love, I just great. love her voice. Yeah. Like, have you heard Have you heard their new album, like mm-hmm. Rose Colored Boy? And is um, that the one with the the? <sighs> in our next time, I'm so into you. I don't know. That one. I, I've only heard like or I have the album but I've like most of this in a rose colored boy and um oh my god there's another song on that album it sounds very 80s and like they have a lot of synth like in. pop in it you're gonna love it if you haven't heard it um and that song might be on there I just I'm not familiar with that one hmm. particularly but yeah yeah I don't know where this started but <laughs> it started when we were talking about like 
Oh, does the Bohemian Rhapsody mean makes anything? Sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Um, I guess it kind of does. Like, in this. its no. segments. I'll play it when we're done. In, like, segments, it makes sense. Like, again, when he's saying that, like, beginning part, like, the ballad, the mama just mm-hmm. killed a man. Like, that is obviously some sort of story. And then the next, the operatic part. <laughs> I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, and you do the thunder. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, who is Scaramouche? What's a fandango? <laughs> It's a website. Yeah. We can buy movie tickets. We are sponsored by Fandango. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Use fandango.com slash friends to get 10% off your <laughs> To buy all your paperback hobbits you can find. <laughs> Well, no, there's do like that. a part in the movie where whoever's recording that part goes, who is Galileo? Anyway? <laughs> <laughs> like they keep having him go higher. Galileo! <laughs> it's great. Like, I hope they really did do that. But I, going back to that, I really hope they did like, or I hoped that they would go back into like all the experimental shit that they did and the different ways they recorded everything and to do like the different panning like from left to right speaker because I mean I don't think they were the first band to do that but they were definitely like one of the few who mm. were taking chances like that right. in in pop music yeah, yeah and again yeah. like we hear that now and we're like whatever that's it's not normal normal but you know it's it's still standing yeah like, totally yeah. it's a nice effect yeah like, yeah I feel like Queen I think speaks to this too but like the degree to which people will dismiss pop music most of the time is always a little insulting to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if anything, people are still working this on all of this to great effect. And whether, and like, I feel like we as animators can speak to this too, is like, if you are working on a show of any note that anybody knows about, that is not even, you know, just like, it, <laughs> basically I'm trying not to be like too elitist or whatever, but like, <laughs> If you're, like, working on a show that people know about, there are some corners you have to cut just because of um, applicability to the general public and a lot of things that you have to tone back and, like, you could have a great idea that comes out of you and, like, speaks to you and it's a story you want to tell, but if you want to mass market it, it has to be radio-ready, TV-ready kind of thing, so it's, like... You have yeah. to dumb it down a little you bit. You kind of do, yeah. And, like, so whenever, like, you know, there's an idea of selling out that we can talk about later on a larger podcast that, like, mm. I don't agree with. It sounds like a 14-year-old's idea <laughs> of music and art to me, where it's like, oh, yeah, if you don't need to pay for anything, selling out is an, <laughs> is, a, is a concept you can have. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, but to the rest of us who need to afford things, like, sell it all the fuck you want right who the fuck cares i get it like that's why i was like i love bruno mars but there are certain songs of him of his where i know where i'm like he knows how to write a top mm-hmm. 40 hit and he will do it he's yeah. gonna get his coin same with mariah carey yeah <laughs> that's when like they're great with music business like they know how to crank them out but then if you listen to the rest of the album you'll hear all the good shit yeah yeah <laughs> not it's that like... all of it's not good like there is one song by Bru- a couple songs by bruno mars that i just don't like like that just the way you are song i never fucking liked it yeah i, I never like liked it either. i like that song <laughs> <laughs> do you like grenade no i don't like that song either i love 
lemonade. It Am I sucks. the only one? Like, I like. I thought, I thought you were gonna say that you liked it. Yeah. I like, I like <laughs> your face. I felt so bad. I was like, no. <laughs> you betrayed me. I Josh like, hates Grinch. I, hate I won't say time. I you hate it, but it's not like I like it a lot. Did he really? Yeah. It's not like. I don't dislike it, but it's not like in my top yeah. ten. And I, I think it's because I look for more of his like vocal feats. Mm-hmm. Where I'm yeah, like, that's not a big no. showcase for him. Vocal, but it no. is yeah. again. It's a good song. He gets straight to the point. He knows how to play the I'm a man who has been done wrong. Yeah. And I always play him against Justin Timberlake where he'll write the breakup songs where it's like, oh, yeah. I'm such an asshole. I'm sorry. And then Justin Timberlake was like, no, you're a bitch. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I do shit like Cry Me a River. Yeah. He did oh, that. Yeah. What that Comes song. Around, he did that. Oh. Meanwhile, yeah. Bruno's like, I should have brought you flowers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all my fault. Right? <laughs> yeah. I like Bruno Mars I mean, more he might be right. Though. He might be right. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Like, I don't know everybody's story. Yeah. But. But, but doesn't I, Bruno I obviously Mars still ever, love him. doesn't he, does he ever, uh. Do one of those, like, no, it's your fault. Well, Grenade's kind of like that. Grenade is like, you're right. you suck. You're oh, right. Okay. It is like, you're an asshole. Why do you kiss me with your eyes wide open? Why are they open? <laughs> he gave her all she had. Uh, I mean, he had. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another song in the trash. where he's, like, mad. I think that's the only one I can think of. There's one on Unorthodox Jukebox called Valerie. Where he, it's not that not, good. Not associated <laughs> with the uh, 80s hit. Yeah. Valerie! No, do you mean the quarter flash song? Call no, Valerie me, by uh, Stevie Winwood. Oh, oh, there's so many songs called Valerie. Really? I forgot well, there's about also that one. That one yeah. was sometimes I go out. Yeah, that was, okay, there's that song, there's the Steve Winwood song, yeah. and then there's another song called Valerie by a band from the 80s called Quarter Flash. That's oh, awesome. Quarter. Oh. So we could make a whole, like, playlist of just Valerie songs. <laughs> right? <laughs> How Valerie Meanwhile, did everybody Meanwhile, I don't wrong. know anyone named Valerie in my real life. I was gonna say. You know, yeah. I don't either. <laughs> you know what? There were twins that went to my church named Veronica and Valerie. That's cute. I like the name Veronica a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a good name. Mm-hmm. And then that's how we tie in uh, <laughs> Riverdale. I was <laughs> just saying, we're like six episodes in. I don't know where where are we going to go from here? Are like, those hour long episodes too? It's 44 like minutes. 45 minutes. Yeah, because it's an hour with commercials. Wow. And yeah, the last season was like 24 episodes. Yeah. So we're only like a quarter of the way into this thing. <laughs> like, where the hell are they going to go? They're writing these like they're half hour episodes. Yeah. They're really cramming a they lot. They write into every them. episode like they're about to get canceled. <laughs> so I don't Just know. in case. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> I'm scared. Honestly. Yeah. I don't. They have to do a crossover, though, with that fucking gargoyle queen They're, thing. They brought in the mines and everything. Like, yeah. I feel like they... Because at one point, uh, the creator of both shows was like, they will not cross over. And then he was like, I don't know, they might. they might. And it's like, <laughs> the they're talk, talk to me and they might. Yeah, exactly. So it's weird, but... Executives love crossovers. Yeah. They have to. Like, aren't Just... they the next town over, Greendale? Yeah. And then there's Seaside, which is like another town, I guess. I don't know. Um, overall, we all liked it, but yeah. not as an actual 
biopic. Bio yeah. You know, I like just it less. as a filmic <laughs> experience, it was enjoyable. It is, yeah. yeah. Like, I was so fucking inspired afterwards. I'm like, this is amazing. Freddie Mercury. Like, not well, that I he's mean, any could, less amazing. You could still look at it as a, just a great achievement as a yeah. way to, Just don't look at it as a... I mean, they did Queen a lot in, in a short amount of time. They really and did. And what, what I was going to say is I appreciated how, if this is the way it went down, like whenever they did have a fight, it was over like that, and they just went right back into creating music. It was like, okay, let's just get down. Or they down. were just professional enough yeah, to do it. That's why I appreciated that bass player, because I'm like, he's like, listen, I don't give a fuck. And I'm the I same way. I don't care way. if you're high. I'm like, listen, <laughs> as long as I'm getting my coin, let's just go. Let's mm-hmm. just, please please um i wrote in some post-its the other day um so here are the things that weren't true that we've already discussed but just as a recap they didn't sell their van (laughs) for studio time although that would have been way more like of a struggle story like i said before they got free studio time for somebody that they knew um but it was like after hours but that's when musicians work anyway i feel (laughs) like they could have worked that and made it just as like yeah. yeah, it would have yeah. been just as good though, you know. Yeah. Um, there was no Ray Foster, which was Mike Myers' character. Yeah. He's I not think real. That was a universal thing that everyone. Used. Um, he was based off another uh, record producer named Roy, I guess. Roy. Who loved Queen's music, actually. So, hmm. um, I don't know if anyone fought back against Bohemian Rhapsody now that I think about it, but, meh. Um, we, we were rock, we will rock you, uh, was not written in the eighties. It was 1977 that it oh, was released. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's earlier oh. than I would have thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they kind of make it seem in the movie like that's like one of their third act songs. Uh-huh. That's so strange. Like <clears throat> I, I really did appreciate though. Like that's another one. Like, I'm not sure exactly what it's about, but it gets me pumped. It's like one of those jock jams. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Solid jock. Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly the Like just, what is that? One and two, three and four. Just a measure's worth <laughs> <laughs> of music is now like iconic everywhere. Like you can't hear doo, doo, yeah. doo, doo, without it's thinking. It's crazy that like, had there really not been a song that incorporated that exact rhythm? Mm-hmm. Like, or if it did, it was just we like, just didn't notice. Song and nobody gave a shit. Yeah. Like, but yeah, you hear that and that's what you think. Right. Of. Yeah. It's yeah. nuts. Like that one band can have this much influence over the whole fucking world. Similar to Beatles. That's why I kept comparing it to Across the Universe. Because mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, or any really musical. Well, and like, I, I keep waiting for things like, like, it really pulls into kind of light how th- other things like the Rolling Stones will be pulled into their own mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about, you know, he's obviously still very current and relevant, like Bruno Mars. And mm-hmm. like how fact checky we will be with. We'll right. be able to be the Kelly of yeah. <laughs> Bruno Mars. No, no, you know? it didn't happen like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's weird? I was there in Vegas. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, have you guys seen Straight Outta Compton? No. Not yet. Oh, that I, is... I was, like, kind of left cold by that movie, and it didn't really occur to me until just now that there's mm. almost nothing in that movie about the actual... They really don't focus very much on making the music. No, they making. don't. Yeah. Like, oh. They talk a little bit about, like, well, we have this message we want to get across about cops or whatever, but there isn't really any focus on, like, 
how do they create what this song sounds like? And I mm. wish they had done that more. Yeah. Because I especially yeah. feel like people probably don't think about that. I feel like there are a lot of people who are like, oh, rap is just like people yelling, right? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And it's like, no, there's more to it than that. Yeah. And I wonder if, if uh, Straight Outta Compton had focused more on like, what are these guys doing as musicians if I would have found it more interesting? My, that is very interesting because I remember being a little bit more engaged with Straight Outta Compton because they didn't have quite the like, the musical like highs mm-hmm. and like kind of bleed right straight into... Uh, all the performances that this did, obviously. Um, and one of my things was, is I guess, and I haven't looked up anything, but I heard less discussion about it, its historical inaccuracies with Straight Outta Compton than with this. Yeah. But I don't actually know if that's yeah, true. Yeah, I should so. look into that. And that's another band that I, I don't know anything about. Again, yeah, yeah. Yeah. same. So, like, yeah. yeah. But funny enough, Easy E also died of AIDS. That actually is a thing. Oh. They don't talk about that in the movie. Really? And I read an article. I think, like, I, I think he does die in the movie. He like, does, they yeah. acknowledge where it's like, oh, he died. <laughs> but, like, I don't think they ever say he died of AIDS. Wow. Really? I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I, it was, we watched it a couple years ago. But I remember reading an article where huh. someone was like, we don't like the portrayal of Eazy-E in this movie, either because they glossed over the AIDS thing or some mm-hmm. other type of, I can't remember. You know, a lot of people are saying that they glossed over Freddie Mercury's AIDS thing, and I'm like, I feel like that was a big part of it. Right. Yeah. Well, and and they, like, they were saying how the much AIDS of that do you want to see? Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember hearing that early criticism too. But yeah. Maybe I'm. Well, because there was the there's a really interesting. I read an article on Vulture, I think, that was sort of about the long history of this movie and how many different directors were attached and different actors. And for a while, I can't remember who the director was at this point, if it was Brian Singer or somebody else. But for a long time, they were going to make it with Sasha Baron Cohen right. playing yeah. Freddie right. Mercury. That would have been interesting. Yeah. And apparently that version was supposed to be more sort of like it's a hard R we're we're portraying more of his like decadent sex drugs lifestyle. And I don't, I don't know that you get a lot out of like watching that. Is it right? Is Sasha Baron Cohen gay? No. Okay. Because he is very comfortable with doing very like Homer. (laughs) Lots of penis centric stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's married to Isla Fisher in real life. Oh, okay. I think it would. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I right? Yeah, I'd watch that. I feel like that these wedding. days I'm like, she could do better. <laughs> really? I mean, he's a good-looking guy, but he—I don't like his personality. Seems like you a just lot. Don't care for him? I think he's handsome. He is very handsome. But the stuff he does, I don't like. You don't like <laughs> his humor. You don't necessarily. No, I don't. Care for his humor I don't like his humor. I thought he was good in Sweeney Todd. <laughs> where, where was what he about Sweeney Todd? He was. Was he in that? Wasn't he married to Helen Bottom Carter and they did the... Oh, that's Les Miserables. Oh! He was also... He was good in Les Miserables, He's good in Les Miserables. I just don't like his, like, I'm doing comedy to trick America type of shtick. I think that's a bit much. But he's a good performer. Yeah. Anyway, how did we get onto this thing? Uh, (laughs) Him being... uh, Oh, yeah. He was going to be... Yeah. And apparently that version was supposed to be a little more, like, gritty and edgy. Um, I, you know, I would have preferred the grittier, edgier version yeah. to what we got. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Just by the sound of it, I think I like that. 
like the mute the trailer really fucking pumped me up like that's a great the way they mix we will rock you with yeah everything else i'm like i am in Take me there. You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. If they made it that hard R, I bet they would have included a scene, that scene where he meets the truck driver oh, yeah. and he goes into the bathroom. Oh, yeah. That would have That's been That's what I was saying. An, an we would have seen scene what actually battle. happened. Like, I don't yeah. think they glossed over his sexuality or the AIDS thing at all like they showed him as he was getting sick like coughing up blood like he was getting weaker yeah they showed when he started was like attracted to men and like while he was out on the road and everything and mary fucking told him like no you're not bisexual you're just gay yeah that's well then they showed him like looking at all the kinks and when he was in like that sex dungeon there's like a montage where he's clearly in some kind of like kinky sex club but you don't really see anything explicit every movie needs that like you notice how like you don't always have to and a lot of those hbo shows like everything is (laughs) over sexualized like you have to have sex everywhere and it's like you don't need that to express how much incest do we need hbo (laughs) how much think of the children (laughs) one thing that I thought was interesting and I would have liked to see it explored, but I clearly that wasn't what they wanted to focus on was um, like, so Mary, he meets this woman, Mary. I feel like even in the seventies, right out of the gate, you would be like, this guy's gay. (laughs) Or, or very, very. Yeah. And like, I get like, I, I understand why she felt drawn to him because he's like good looking and charismatic and fun. But there's this sort of weird reveal where, yeah, where he's like, I think I'm bisexual. And she's like, no, you're gay. And it's like, (laughs) so when did Mary realize that? Like, what is I feel like what is that marriage like? Yeah. Like, I would have loved to get some intel on that. Like, did you always know he was gay? If so, why did you marry him? Yeah, because they clearly were great friends, which is not nothing. But like, I would have liked to maybe get a, a little bit more of her perspective and like well I just mm-hmm. considered you a great friend and something like it was weird like all of a sudden she was like oh I always knew you were gay and it's like what then why are you here <laughs> like it was strange right. I don't know sure mm-hmm. what were you gonna say I was gonna say is I think there is this like and like I th- I don't I think it's more recent that we're becoming well, like a thing where it's like oh this is not how men act all the time <laughs> yeah or, this is not how all men act in a way, mm-hmm. you know, some of us are more effeminate and whatever, and we wave our hands around a little too much. There's a difference between <laughs> Little Richard and James Brown. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you can be it's flamboyant that... without reading as gay. Right. right. Yeah. And like, I know that his was probably more of a, you know, calling card at the time, but like, just as a general, like, covering of. Because I feel like we were just talking to, I don't remember who we were talking to, about that very thing and being like, Oh, well, they act like this, so they're obviously gay. Oh, so. yes, I know yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, like, I like to think that people are being like, well, uh, maybe we're maybe that was, like, over-presumptuous of the director in them yeah. to be like, well, she just didn't know. Oh. Yeah, no well, she, it's not like she's, like, some sort of, like, sheltered person. No, she didn't no, strike no. me she's as like someone a, who like, was, she, like, like, a she seemed, school or something. Yeah, she seemed like a woman who would be like, I think this guy's gay. <laughs> like, not like, I don't know. It's, He's really into fashion. Yeah. And again, she's a supporting character. She liked, but he it, liked her coat. I feel like it would have been interesting to get some more perspective on, like, what she thought of their marriage, I guess. True. I'm okay. Uh, so I said that out loud. Josh was offering me wine, and I said, I'm okay. I have enough wine. <laughs> we're just <laughs> but, trying to get everyone nice and comfortable. Yeah. Here. yeah. Brie and Fred. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just... Great. 
screen friends. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I liked their relationship. It was yeah. interesting. I appreciate that she stuck around, you know? Like, For I thought, as long as she did. Yeah, know. I thought as soon as they divorced, I'm like, she's got to be gone, you know? And yeah. the fact that she withstood, like, all the, I'm going to live across the street from you. Was his name Todd? Maybe. If his name's Todd, Tom? then... Tom? I can't remember. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I Shut just... <laughs> she has to have some love for him. I mean, yeah, they, they were, were friends for yeah, so long. You know, I mean, it's it's cool. Like, I do get the idea of him wanting to. I thought that was a very sweet idea of him wanting to take care of her mm-hmm. because she was there before they were famous. Right. And I get the idea of him being super attached to that idea because once you have all these people coming in, once you're famous and everything, who do you trust? Kind right. Of thing like right, right. And you like should have Paul. twice about Paul. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But anyway. And I just thought he overreacted when they f- when he fired uh, What's his the name? other guy. Which yeah. That was another inaccuracy that we read about. Oh, that was an yeah, inaccuracy, too? Yeah, the whole too? thing where um, basically, because in the movie, he turns to him and says, you are the star. You should go solo. Mm-hmm. And Freddie Mercury is like, "What? I'm not going to go solo. This is about the band. Fuck you. You're fired. Get out yeah. of my limo. And then he winds up doing a solo album anyway, which, right. as we've as we've discussed, wasn't even that big of a deal. Yeah. But apparently, what we were reading was the, they did fire the manager, but they fired him all as a group because he was also managing Elton John. Oh. And apparently, all of them together as a band were like, "We don't think you have enough time to like adequately manage both of us." And right. so they were like, "You go focus on Elton John," but is it wasn't. Why they've got this is there going to be a crossover? Maybe with the, that would be fun. Is that, that same actor oh played him? But yeah, apparently it was that like would, a decision cool. that they all came to. It wasn't like Freddie impulsively fired him and kicked him out of the limo. Mm. It was like a totally different thing. Oh yeah. my god! If you told me that they were starting a string of like these like weird biopics, <laughs> a, a Marvel blah. Cinematic Universe. <laughs> 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 time with like what were we talking about um david bowie and yeah. like Iggy pop and that like oh cool. they have to fucking do uh, a david bowie biopic soon who made i'm sure movie? it'll happen sony yeah. universal i'm I don't buying it with right universal. now i'm telling you Bray and friends is the place where you're gonna find your yeah. marketing like <laughs> demographic i'm buying it oh, oh yeah, man take my money yeah <laughs> yeah um my last fake fact was there were three different bassists apparently and I don't know which bassist got them together for another one bites the dust but that's oh, my favorite bassist interesting it's my favorite that's crazy um, I mean I get simplification like that too because then you have to introduce new characters I was gonna say it was like two hours long on its own so I don't yeah. know how much they could if they had compacted that one character <laughs> and that was the only <laughs> tweet yeah yeah. I would have been fine with that. They had to make it, like, there were some scenes, like, again, that rain scene, I'm like, that's probably not how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no. <laughs> and I don't know if the scene when he went back to his parents, all in the same day. That this guy had a was, big day. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, yeah. that Here's scene got yeah. me while I was watching it, yeah. right? but I was also like, this didn't fucking I, okay, happen. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I knew that didn't happen. I was like, oh my God, my I don't heart right now. that scene to be Literally historically his accurate. Dad being I don't like, care. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I don't need that scene to be historically accurate. That's the one scene I don't need to be historically accurate. I loved it. Yeah. Because it is. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I'll, 
I'll I'll send you a message from the stage. Oh. And then he told his mommy a lot about But I watched the live thing and he does say, like, I love you on this. Like, he, like, blows a kiss on the stage. And, like, I don't know if it's to his mama, but still. And it was interesting. Like, I'm glad they had his family in it and mm-hmm. didn't totally gloss over, like, the fact that he was, like... Iranian they, and yeah, I I don't even uh, yeah I don't it, understand yeah. enough about like Middle Eastern politics of the seventies to understand like what their background was, but they were from Zanzibar, which doesn't yeah. even exist anymore. Right, like when I heard them, like Zanzibar, it was like some yeah. ethnic group I'd never heard of. But yeah, like they're, his they're, first name was Farouk, and yeah. I was like, I Farouk never knew ba- that. is it Balsara? Like, Balsara was his last name. Yeah, yeah. that's for they, they were like the native peoples of Iran or something like that. Oh, like yeah? Or Tanzania, like, wasn't it? No, Tanzania's Did I read in that Africa, somewhere else? I No, I thought there was something oh, that I read with maybe. him in Tanzania. Interesting. Maybe. I don't remember. But yeah, yeah I wonder, like what is Zanzibar now? Is that Tanzania? Maybe. Mm, huh. I don't know. But anyway, it was interesting. Right and they friends. were and they were Muslim, right? <laughs> no, they were Zoroastrian. Oh, that's right. That's right. And yeah, yeah. Which I was really, like, interested about because it... I don't know if a lot of people are aware of this, but that was actually the first monotheistic religion. Not true. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And it's fun facts. Yeah. It was uh, Dante's fun facts. The reason <laughs> I don't remember exactly why I've like, I did a report on the religion in like high school or grade school or something like that. But, um, it came up partially because, uh, on a tangent, like one of the characters in this tabletop game I play is named Arhaman, who in the Zoroastrian religion is the devil. Whoa. Cool. So, and this character plays that kind of a role in the game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting religion, but yeah. it's like very closed off. Like you, like you can't, you can, but you can't marry into it. Like, hmm. yeah. You can't or, like convert. No, not really. Like, you can, but you're not allowed at, in the temple or something. Like, o- only children of anyone of a practicing Zoroaster can or Zoroastrian can become hmm. or be members of the church. Like, it's crazy. It's weird. Like, they, some groups are a little more liberal on that, others are a little more to the facts. Mm. Interesting. But it's a really interesting religion. Oh, Dogs are the guardians of heaven. Hmm. Dogs of the Guardians of Heaven? Yeah. Wow. Cool. At least that's what I read. <laughs> I don't want to act as like an expert on this religion. It's just interesting. You got hey, a doctor we're all fucking a doctor blown out of our degree. ass with this review, so it's Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um Thank you guys for coming on out. <laughs> oh, Thanks for and, inviting us. And transition. Yeah. No, this was super, super fun. Yes. This I had a lot fun. of fun. Gotta, it has been good. Yeah. Gotta do this again with some other random topic. Who knows? We, we've, we've got a bunch. We got Riverdale. Yeah. We got Sabrina. Oh, Riverdale's happening. Oh, we got Sabrina. Riverdale. There's gonna be a lot to dissect there, though. Yeah. Like, whew. I don't, I don't know. even... I don't know if I'll be a part of the Riverdale like, one just because it I infuriates me. I thought the Gargoyle so King being in her house was the end of the episode. Nope. <laughs> Not even close. I didn't see any of that. We're I was only in the six bathroom. episodes in. I was in the bathroom having the like worst so much. moment of my life. <laughs> like, and then I thought that you was it. You missed the Gargoyle King for But that? I will say. I, I missed everything after like the... Uh, like summoning circle like the king and then they had like the oh that was a while ago that, Jesus that, Christ no, no, how maybe, long you know what no I think it was when like 
I don't remember exactly. Like they, they know who's all in the group now mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. like. And Joaquin was. T- oh, Joaquin. Those beautiful eyes. Spoilers. That was very, very recent. Sorry, everyone. Joaquin deserved. Bleep it out. Right here. I'm gonna give you a soundbite. Is dead. Blebity 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 bleb. Oh no. Just put that over the spot where you said the thing. Like it's insane. Like you missed a lot. Little, little, little. <laughs> also, I just want to say, I did not mean blowing out of our ass. Like nobody was like, <laughs> we were all making up the shit. I was just We've saying, never even seen this movie. <laughs> What's the Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> I didn't mean that. I had a great time. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I didn't okay, think yeah. anything of it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. A lot of the show was just me talking, rambling. So, you know. Cool. It is being cool. friends. Yeah. yeah. Right. These are the yeah. friends. Yeah. These are the friends. The friends stop by occasionally. They do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult. I have adult friends, and adult friends are very busy. So, I can't Indeed. count on everyone to be here every week, and I especially can't count on me to be here every week. So. Reed and Josh can confirm we are your friends. There you go. Yep. See? <laughs> Bonafide Real bonafide friends. friends. Real uh, true well, friends. But thank you guys for, uh, if, you, if you did, you know, stick around for however long <laughs> I've been doing this podcast. And it certainly hasn't been weekly, but. For a while. I think, oh my God, shout out real quick. I'm going to do a shout out. I know I have one faithful listener who has been a part of my life for at least 10 years now. And that is one Cheryl Adam. Cheryl? Sarah, Sarah's mom. Who's wedding up again? Um, Cheryl? Should we call her Cheryl or Cheryl? Sarah's mom? Both. <laughs> Sarah's mom, Cheryl. Because I'm still not comfortable calling her Cheryl because I've known her since high school. I know school. that. <laughs> Mrs. Cheryl's mom. Right? I'm like, Mrs. That. Adam? Mrs. Sarah's mom? I think it's mom? a... I don't know. What is that? I've always like, called my I, friends parents by their first names, and I, I never thought that I was no. weird. Oh, I was yeah. raised never to do that. Right? That's so weird. I, me and Rita have been married for a year and a half. Their wedding was bomb, by the way. Thank you. Uh, but I still have not been able to call her parents by their first name. I'm like, let okay. me. Yeah, no, I've her. called your parents like for when I first met them. I like was uncomfortable and not sure what to call them, and so I just always made eye contact with them before we talked. So oh, I never, wow. I never had, I never had to like address them as anything. But once I got past that, I would just, I call them Mike and Sonia and it doesn't, oh, it doesn't you bother their names great like, name. like I think, I, think I call your dad Michael rather than Mike. Uh, Michael? Michael and Sonia. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, the those are all, yeah. those but are great I names, still, though. I usually make sure I'm in their range of vision and then I just talk to them. So I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> right I don't now, I, I just call them Mr. and Mrs. T. Oh, that's but cute. That's even still, oh. I'm like, I'm like fighting back to Ron and Wendy. <laughs> but that works just as well, too. Like, that's what they, like, that's what all of the, their generation would call my grandmother. But listen to me. I want them to know if they're listening right but now. Yeah, no. I'm calling them my Ron parents. I call your dad Mr. C. Which is, my dad has done so many rude things around you. <laughs> Not rude, in case my dad listens to this. He, he actually might, because I, <laughs> I said we Cut were. This part out. I said we were gonna go be on our friend's podcast, and he was like, "Oh, really?" And he like Googled it. <laughs> So my dad might listen. My dad is not rude. He's just a casual guy. 
he's just he just talks about stuff. Yeah, no but we've right? we've hung out. We've spent many holidays together. He we, reads the comic books that I that I recommend to him. Yeah, and I'm always very. Impressed. We've all been drunk in front of each other. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like you don't. Have, I have belched so loud. Oh, there was one night. You don't have to call him Mister Anything, is what I'm saying. Yeah. We're all friends. There was one <laughs> like, night, and this was like one of the like best nights that I'll remember forever. I bought like a tiny bottle, one of those smaller bottle of Kraken. <laughs> And oh, like wow. I was like, we were gonna be there for like a week and a half or something. So I was like, oh, I'll buy this bottle of rum and like I'll just drink it during the week. Like it's I fine. Crack it. I love that. Me stuff. and him, we drank it all in one night, <laughs> and we were just talking about Marvel movies. This was pre yes! Civil War because oh, I was telling him what the Civil War movie was about. I was like, here's the Civil War storyline in the comics: Iron Man, Captain America. Boom. I'm on team at Iron Man always and forever. My, it's crazy. My, my sister and my dad, they like we watch the Marvel movies together when mm-hmm. I was back home. So they'll call me anytime they go and watch one. And they're both on like Cap's team. And I'm like, fuck them. I'm with Iron Man. You're with Iron Man? Oh, she's with Iron Man. Yes, I am. I'm Cap all the way. (laughs) Freedom forever. Freedom to the country. America. Sir. (laughs) Captain America and his little girlfriend was just getting on my damn nerves. Like, I can't fucking take this. So you're like the Trump big business, like, like, uh, company. No. Like a lot of money. No. I mean, because that's exactly what Tony Stark is. That's cool, Brie. Big business in with government. All right. Make Brie and Friends right. great again. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have the best podcast of all time. Of time. <laughs> it gets the highest ratings ever. Ask anyone. It won't be any better. No one's in here right, right now. It's just us four. Trump <laughs> <laughs> sounds so much more like a Kennedy. Uh, yeah. Right. I, no, I, it doesn't. I think you're doing Mayor Quimby <laughs> from The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is in no way era any relation to uh, the Kennedys. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for coming. Thanks for having us. Thanks and thank you guys for oh, yeah. I already this gave the shout so out to Cheryl. Cheryl yeah. Adams. She's one of the faithful listeners. Thank you, Cheryl. Known her for like 10, but how old am I? Cheryl, 28. Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl. Holy Cheryl. shit. I have known this woman for 15 years. Woo! Oh my Woo. God. Oh my god. Cheryl, you're old as shit like Brie. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but her daughters are like some of my favorite people on planet Earth. So thanks for creating them. Cool. <laughs> thanks for giving them life. Anyway, Cheryl's like the listener of the year. Oh. Anyway, she like always messages me. Like when I think no one's listening, she'll message and be like, I love this show. Blah, blah, blah. Like, That's so cool. You're so star listener, Cheryl. Thanks, yeah. Cheryl. Right? Thanks. Thanks so much. And I'm sorry to my mom if she's listening for all the swearing I'm doing. Yeah. Anyway. What um, is your mom's name? Becky. Rebecca. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry about the swearing. <laughs> Ms. Rebecca. Ms. Rebecca. Yeah, crew. Mrs. Rebecca. I am so sorry. Ms. C. I don't think she cares, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm in the same boat with Josh. I can't. Oh, with the names. Oh, with the names. Oh, Rebecca, I can't call you anything but else, Mrs. Rebecca. Right? That's fine. Yeah. Like you it's put fine. a miss in front of it. Yeah, it's cool. Rebecca. It's cool. Maybe. Anyway, thank you guys again for coming on like a little bit of short notice and. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. Yeah, we gotta have fun. you guys back. It's great. Absolutely, anytime you want. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to Brie and Friends, gang. To stay updated with the latest episodes, 
Subscribe via SoundCloud and or Apple Podcast at Bri and Friends. That's B-R-I ampersand friends. To get some behind the scenes and fun little updates, follow the show on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Links to those, including my personal and music pages, are in the description box. Keep on keeping on, and I'll see you guys next time. Supersonic man, how do you?